Uh, hello, Brian. <laughs> hello? <laughs> that is the best intro you're going to get. It's just me unplugging my phone. Um, so, yeah, some some stuff's going on. I don't know how much you want to introduce yourself or at all, um, but I, I, can, I can leave it as I found this guy on the street. <laughs> or you can I'm tell a... people a little bit more about yourself if you want to. Hi, my name is Brian. You found me on the street. Perfect. <laughs> um, so I, I, we, I've been on this. I started, I guess, making these series of videos on Monday. It was the first one I recorded and should actually be coming out in a couple hours. <laughs> um, more, I guess, just diving into like some of the stuff that's going on uh, and trying to get other people's takes on it because I feel like I know I know where my headspace is on it, but I I feel like it it would do me better and probably other people better to hear other people's takes and then from that maybe make a more educated I guess having a more educated opinion on things. Um, so to frame that, a an anonymous user <laughs> made it a point not to uh, name him, so I won't. Uh, I think I'll actually superimpose it over. It's so it's super long, so I'm gonna try to run through it really fast. Um, we talked a lot about like the first half, and we uh, feel free to go back over it if you want to. Uh, if you hear anything that you're like, "Hey, let's talk about that." Actually, better said, I'm gonna start reading it, and if there's something that jumps out at you, stop me, and, right. we, and we'll and we'll go in from there. We're gonna get three sentences. Probably yes, <laughs> which is fine. This hours. is fine. No. <laughs> uh, we're gonna try to try to get through it though. Okay, um, so it starts as, "Hey." I saw your post about making a podcast discussing race with a panel of people. I am personally really interested in this. I am curious to see if anyone on your panel has a truly hot take. What does addressing what does addressing race mean? How do we rationally approach these issues? What are the perceived problems and what are the real problems? Where do we go from here? Truly the death of George Floyd was a tragedy of police brutality. It highlights the increasing brutality of the police, the underlying racial tensions in the country, and a whole bunch of other things that result in a reaction of some sort. This reaction presses the issue of whether or not the rioting is justified. In my opinion, these riots are not a form of protest, but the predictable results of ongoing trends. We live from snapshot to snapshot. For me to continue, I'm going to say that while I wish to appear and speak on your show, I really cannot afford to. I truly feel that if it is exposed that I have wrote this message, that my social life would be shot and I could be doxxed, etc. I implore you, though, read this aloud on the show. Read this aloud on the show. Just please don't use my name. That being said, this piece is projected from the mind of a white man. What does addressing race mean? Americans seem to be constantly reminded that this country is a supremacist, intrinsically racist, biased, and rigged system. This itself has given everyone a particular bias all on its own. People like to feel good, so they are naive to what they consume. Where we are now is a place where everyone has a similar opinion. The idea that the system is indeed corrupt and rigged is common. I believe the system is indeed corrupt, but personally I think it's apparent that the system is not a pro-white monolith. If you hold a belief like mine, you are again reminded of all your inherent evils and are forevermore branded as the personification of these decreed social ailments. It is almost scripted how we view our societal issues, uh, in quotes, Black killed white is front and center on our screens and in our collective consciousness. 
it has been for a long time. The issue I see as the most prolific regarding the black community is that black people do commit a large proportion of crime. American black people specifically, but generally already have an animus against the system. They were enslaved. There used to be laws in laws specifically opposed to black people. And at one point, white people ostracized them. So they riot and the general public is torn. Something I have noticed about white people is that they're generally very gullible and pretty naive. It doesn't shock me to see a white woman call the cops on a black guy in New York. Just like how black people have stories about white people, every white person, including myself, has a negative interaction with a black or brown person, or has known someone who has had. They fail to see the societal trend of malcontent directed at them. Some whites are of the opinion that white quality of life is eons better than blacks, for example. They refuse to believe that black people have any ability to commit crimes or do anything but be some kind of living wretch who has always been downtrodden, oppressed, and couldn't possibly make it without help. White people have problems too, exclamation points there. I didn't really do that justice, but uh, declining birth rates, rising suicide rates, widespread mental illness, drug abuse, depression, and more, I'm sure. A glaring issue is that white people have lost their racial identity, only hyper-focus on our collective perceived historic wrongdoings. It's like white people are only capable of apologizing and groveling about race. Can I pose a radical idea now? What if every race of people were different? Suppose black people need a black exclusive uh, oh, sorry, let me read that back. Suppose black people need a black exclusive school curriculum, possibly a black exclusive police force. And in quotations, no, you can't have that. It's just segregation all over again. Then what more can we do? Every solution involves the system. The system is oppression. Every activist who is against the system tr wants to try and change the system some more to hopefully improve the lives of black and brown people. The thing is, this has been happening for years and we haven't really seen any improvement. Assuredly, the word racist is running through some of your minds. Why is it racist to speak? Or sorry, why is it racist to speak out about the issues that face the black community? If it is the humane and logical thing to do, black black men are at risk of being killed by other black men. We are trying so desperately to bend the system into something that helps. And still we see so many black men in prison. Here's another re revolutionary thought. What about just ceding some land to a black colony? Give them a grant. Trade rights. <laughs> I love your reaction. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> just, really, you're, you're, that's good. That's good. Okay. Yeah, all right. Yeah, all right. Yeah. All right. All right. <laughs> so, yeah. So, so I, I was, I was almost there. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, I was like, okay. Not, not understanding, but all right. Yeah. Like, all, so, right, all right. All right. Now, all right. You lost me there. Calm, the, like, the thing is, like, when I, when I hear or read stuff like this, I, my, my gut reactions and like, Oh, this guy's terrible. He's a bad person. It's more of like you you I think it's someone who's looking at the situation with like purely like scientifical like 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 eyes. They, there are no like emotions. There's no like uh there's was it there's logos and egos? Is that the other one? I don't know. I forget what the other term is for that, but it's it's all just like, hey, we've tried this and this didn't work. It doesn't really go into why it didn't work or like how you could fix it or anything. Like it's just like, I want to try new things that I, I think a lot of the big things this person is missing is that his thought process is that we have, we have gone through every iteration of races intermixing and has failed mm. because, because of the races itself failing where it, 
hasn't had the proper justification to fill yet. Hmm. Like, like you and I were all of the races mixing it. African Americans, black people, how they have not been able to fairly be allowed in the society without and and like live in society the way white people have lived in society. So saying, oh, you should just separate them. That's not fair. Like you're not, you haven't tried to let them live in society the same way white people have. So why, why would you want to separate them yet? Mm. Like, like saying that, that, oh, black people don't have to live in fear. And it's like, well, this George Floyd thing does show that black people have to live in fear. Like, I can get stopped by a police officer, a traffic stop, and at no point am I, like, if I am alone mm. and white, that I'm going to fear for my life unless if I've done something really dumb. <laughs> <laughs> However, if you get pulled over by a police officer, I'm assuming there is a, a fear of, oh, is he going to ask me to step out of the car? Is he going to talk to me? What's going to, how is this going to happen? And, like... I can be more rude to a police officer than you can, and that's not right. That's not fair. That I like, think is true. Um, I I would say my my experience with police officers is very different than other people's. My mother, growing up, she worked in law enforcement, so like I was exposed to a lot of cops. Like growing up, I had a police officer teach me how to drive a stick shift. Like when I was growing up, like I, I've 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 never really had any bad interactions with officers. That being said, I understand, like, that's not, I don't, I don't know, I don't want to say rare is, is a thing. I'm sure that, that that's, if, if I looked at the numbers, I'm sure that there are more people who, like, more black people that have uh, normal interactions with police officers than there are that have bad ones. Um, but the number of people that have bad ones is still a number that's not acceptable. So like, I don't want to say that my, 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 my experience is rare, but it's, I, I have to realize that I grew up around that stuff. So like the way that other people perceived it or the way that other people would experience that and the way I experienced it are completely different. So yeah. like, even now, like when I don't, I don't live in the city where she worked. Uh, but now if I get pulled over in where we live, like it, that thought doesn't really run through my head unless something triggers it to happen. So like if I'm getting pulled over. I'm not the, the first thing that kind of goes in my head is like, oh, okay, was I speeding? Yeah. All right, cool. Like, and I'm, I'm very like, just, I, 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 I tend to be a lot more relaxed. Um, and I'm trying to think if I've had like, I haven't got pulled over here often. I think I got pulled over for a taillight at one point, like once, um, and oddly enough, that reminded me, I didn't have my seatbelt on at all and he didn't give me a ticket or anything for it. Didn't even mention it until like he walked away. He's like, hey, put your seatbelt on. I was like, thanks. <laughs> and then like, dude, so I, again, like I know that that's not, that's not the focus. It's not, the focus is not necessarily on like the good interactions. It's on the bad and why the bad happened and like, how can we stop the bad from happening? But I, I, I don't feel it's right to use myself as an example in that. If yeah. that makes any sense, but I didn't mean to cut you off. No, no you're <laughs> so. fine. Like there are, there are people that have had negative interactions and that one negative interaction with a police officer will haunt you to your days. Like I, uh, I was pulled over about 15 years ago now okay. and 
my buddy and I were going over to a friend's house to play Halo. And that's all we wanted to hey. do. And <laughs> I think he, I still have a copy of that thing over there. Uh, he was black. Yeah. Uh, we got pulled over. Uh, my tag was out of date. So automatically red flag right there for the sure. police officers. And uh, my back window was missing. Um, okay. <laughs> this is an interesting vehicle. <laughs> I was young. Yeah. Um, so uh, the police officer uh, walked up and asked me to get out of the car. Okay. And this was, I think, the second time I'd ever been pulled over before. And I walked out and I was talking to him. As I was talking to him, another police officer showed up. And that police officer walked to my car and started speaking to my friend. Mm-hmm. Like, so I'm having a conversation with this police officer and, uh, the, at some point the, 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 the conversation was very weird in the sense that like the police officer started asking me questions like, uh, where I was from mm. and I told them Orlando and mm-hmm. I thought it was weird. He was asking me where I was from cause he was looking at my license. Yeah. He was like, Oh no, where were you born? Ah. I was like, Boston. Yeah. <laughs> And I was like, no, where were your parents born? I'm like, I don't understand that. Uh, I don't know, Washington? Yeah. <laughs> like, like, I didn't know how to it's answer like, what is What like, is the purpose of this question? Yeah. Yeah. Um, while I was being interrogated with these weird questions, the police officer asking or talking to my friend suddenly pulls out his gun. And he tells my friend that he's going to shoot him if he moves again. And much more vulgar. Uh, wow. Passing. Okay. I immediately turn around to see what's going on, and I see this, and the police officer behind behind me grabs my my uh, back loop of my pants, mm-hmm. and I'm like, I don't know what's going on. I didn't. Like, <laughs> person would do with the situation: throw your hands straight up in there. Yeah. Like again, to this day, I still don't fully understand what's going on. From what my friend told me is he was being talked to by the police officer, and the police officer. Or a fly landed on him, and he slapped the fly off his knee, and the police officer freaked out and grabbed the gun and pulled a gun on him. Hmm. That is like what I remember again. This was sixteen years ago. Sure, but like, like yes, my friend was very large. He was over six foot tall, mm-hmm. but he was sitting down. Yeah, and like, sure. well, yeah, yeah. What point? <laughs> Is he intimidating? Like, I don't like, so that, that I never understood. And even with that interaction happening, whenever I was a, like, I was 18 or 19 or 20 or something like that, when that had happened, I had always had more of a belief of how you say of the, like, like there's a lot of negative reactions to police officers, but there's also a lot of positive reactions to sure. police officers. And you can't just like, there's only a few bad apples type things, but who says that police officer was a bad apple? And maybe he legitimately was fearing sure. of my friend. And that itself is a problem. Like you can't go into an interaction fearing the people you're going to talk to. Like that, that is something that is a problem. And at the same time, now my friend has this memory of having a gun pulled on. Now he's going to be on edge every time he talks to a police officer from that point forward. Like, and I don't, I never got that fear for the longest time until within the last few weeks mm. of like, like basically when the riot, when the looting, not the looting, but the rioting happened, the protesting right, happened right. before it started turning into riots, but the yeah. protesting happening and everyone being mad, I started realizing they, they need to be doing this. Cause like, I don't know how I would feel if I like interacting with a person, with a group of people 
um, as an individual who represents a group of people that has pulled a gun on me, mm. like if I know that this person is will just willy nilly pull a gun, I don't know how I'm going to feel about that. And that's not, it's not fair to the police officers and I'm not fair to the, to the people that they've pulled guns on. Like, and they're primarily, they're on edge and black people are on edge and they like, it just, every time there's an interaction, it starts to escalate. And like, if you see a white person talk to a police officer, there are things that I'm like, how is my buddy not on the ground handcuffed? Like my, my friend cut off a cop because he wanted to get in front of him. He needed to take a turn. So he cut (laughs) off a cop. So of course we got pulled over. Yeah, of course. And the cop talked to him and he's, and my friend's like, you weren't going fast enough. And I'm just like, who says this? (laughs) Like, like, if that interaction, if he, if his skin was not white, I feel like that interaction would have gone a whole different way. Like, it's possible that it could have. He didn't um, even get a ticket. Jesus, that's surprising. Yes, uh, that's that's shocking. So, ah, man, I don't, I don't, I don't want to. But desegregation is not the answer. I just want to. Uh, that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> I, 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 I. Uh, I agree. <laughs> I I talked about this on Monday, but I guess in reference to your specific situation, the way I see things are this. If if I was a cop, which I granted I've never done any of the training, I've fired a few weapons here or there, but I I I, I couldn't imagine what that job is like. Um I go up to every single vehicle, I'm on edge, period. Regardless. I don't care. Before I even know who's in the car, I'm on edge. Because you don't know and and there's so many things that could signal something that could put you on edge that as a civilian i'm not going to know what that is there's no way like i'm trying i'm trying to to say this without justifying the actions of the cop because i don't i wasn't there and i can't say whether or not they were justified or not but i can see i can see things in your story that if i was in his position i would be thinking that now, whether or not that's a good or bad thing, that's that's kind of what the discussion's about, you know. So, like, if I'm if I'm getting to a car, the back window's out. Why is the back window out? Who was there an altercation? Like, is there glass? You don't. Did the car get stolen? Did the car get stolen? Like, there's there's a lot of things that will go through that cop's head. Now, the thing that should have registered in my head is the fact that the driver's already out of the vehicle, and that I'm assuming you were driving, right? Yes. Yeah. So the driver's out of the vehicle. Probably situations dis uh uh what's the word um situations dissolved dissolved what's the um not escalating I don't know de escalated that's <laughs> words, words um but I don't know like the whole like fly swatting thing I don't know like if if you were already on edge would you see something like that and say oh shit or would you see something like that and like go, oh, it's just something, you know? Like again, not justifying what he did, but like I can see a path, like a you ever seen like those uh the thought paths, like with the branches? What yeah. I can see is a train of like thinking that can lead him to a position of like, oh, I should be on high like red alert right now. Um, part of that I do think has to do with your friend's skin color. Um. The problem with that, and I think the twofold problem with that is like you were saying, where you have um, black people who 
they're on edge because of what they've seen. And the police are also on edge because of what they've seen. And those two things basically just keep doing this. Yeah. And it keeps going up. Um, that is why when I get into those situations, my int- it's probably the same thought process of the of the police to some extent is I want to uh, deescalate everything. Like like it's like if, if if I'm sitting in a car and I think that the guy like uh, an officer is getting pretty tense, I'm like, hey man, I can step out. Like I'll offer to do that. Like um, it, it, it's just it's stuff like that. I'm not. And, and again, sh- should I should I not have to do that? That's that's up for debate. But um, I think in the current situation of things. The only way I can see to for things to get naturally better, like progressively better, is both people have to be mindful of the position that they're in and not do stupid stuff. And that goes on both the part of the civilian who's getting pulled over and on part of the uh, the officer who's pulling them over. So I don't know. I it it sounds like <laughs> I'm I'm justifying what happened, even though I'm, I'm I'm not. I'm just explaining a possibility of of a thought process, I guess. So the one argument with that is mm. you and I haven't been trained. That's true. And you and I aren't, aren't supposed to, like, we are not in it's a not position expected of us. Yeah, yeah. where they should be being trained. Like, I, and that's a lot of, I've seen on social media, that's something that's been going around a lot is it's, it, you have to spend more hours to go to beauty school than you do to be a police officer. And yes, the argument with that is being artistic is actually, you, you need skills to be artistic. <laughs> yeah. However, like I, I do think the um, how easy it is to become a easy is the wrong word, but how quickly you can become a police officer, it probably needs to change. Mm. Like that, that should probably be one of the things they focus on. I be- I believe giving giving them four year degrees, and not necessarily to make them educated, but to make give the show that they have the patience and like that. That's a lot. A lot of things is a diploma isn't really showing you're smart. It's more showing that you have the willpower to go through sure. something, yeah. and commit to something. So that way, it's the people who are truly committed to being a police officer are there to be police officers, and the people that, uh, and the other facts that will be people that will be much more enlightened and realize, and they should take psychology classes and classes like how to deescalate situations and things like that where. Um, where they're currently not and they can get into situations they should take medical classes so they know they can't put a knee on a guy's neck <laughs> yeah. and expect them to live yeah. like, <laughs> I there was a a streamer that plays WoW that obviously this this uh, subject is like permeated in so many different places but he was talking about this and one of the, the, the ideas he had I thought was genius um, which was Usually when officers graduate, by the time they graduate, they have some idea of where they're going to be stationed, like station or like where their their precinct or area is going to be. They should hold graduation like the government. Those counties should hold graduation ceremonies so that the people in those communities have a chance to meet the people like the new officers that are going to be policing them. Yeah, it, when I, I heard that, I was like, that's genius like that. That would solve so many because a lot of the times I think. I don't know if you've you you watch like live PD stuff at all. Have you ever seen like any like there there are times where it gets pretty like violent, but there's so many foot there's so much footage of like officers showing up to a scene, de-escalating stuff, and then being done with it. I remember watching one where like a guy shows up to a McDonald's because somebody was like 
screaming and going nuts. He figures out what the issue is, gets those people separated, and then goes in to make the person's order, brings the food back out to them, and gets them on the way. And I'm just like, that like that kind of stuff you like to see. Like the officer that went and marched with uh was that what was that in what county was that in? Uh I think it was in Flint. It was in Michigan. Um the 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 sheriff that they're like, hey, we're gonna put on our guns and we're gonna like march with you guys. Like that kind of stuff, the community thing, you it should be more prevalent. I would like to know the officers that like are gonna be in our area. Like that that would help. Um, I think the only pushback on something like that would be if they needed to do any sort of undercover stuff. But I feel like that's easily fixed to grab officers outside of the fucking area to do stuff like that. If you really have to do something of that nature. So I don't know. I, I heard that and thought like that should be something that's like put in the forefront because it makes sense. Yeah. So the, the police marching with, Mm-hmm. people protesting yes. together. I 100% believe there are, uh, and, and that one that you mentioned, the Flint one, mm-hmm. I believe those those police officers did actually march with people yes. and stuff like yep. that. On the reverse, there I've seen several posts and several comments that people will take pictures and photo ops and things like that of marching, and then five minutes later with pepper spraying and beating people with batons. Like, they wanted the photo ops, and once they were done with the photo ops, they started beating the crap out of people. Hmm. And, like... Like, I I feel like a week ago, two weeks ago, or I don't even know how long it's been so far. George, it's George like two weeks, I think, yeah. was killed. I think every cop needs to be watching themselves right now because everyone is so angry. They need to make sure they, they start trying to de-escalate the situation. And then you see pictures of what's happening in, like, New York, where, where the cops drove people over, which is not exactly what happened. They more nudged people with their cars. Yeah. But still, still, the perception, especially the way social media is going to show it, is they ran people over. Like, also nudging someone with their vehicle is still dangerous. It's not a good time, it yeah. It still hurts. Yeah. <laughs> like, but, like, I watched a, a, someone has a clip of a police officer walking by, and this dude's just walking, like, walking away because they're trying to mm-hmm. push the crowds away and get the crowds out. And this police officer, officer walks up and full, like, body checks this guy and send them to the ground like if i get body checked like that i'm not getting up i'm done <laughs> like, like, it's like this is where i live now yeah. like where there are other people that can be body checked and get back up but like if i was out protesting and someone just randomly chose oh i'm going to like show these this protester that he shouldn't be out here and does that to me now i'm in the hospital like and now my right to protest has been violated and like also the police officers murdered a guy two weeks ago you shouldn't be pushing people around like the like that's just escalating the situation like and so with every situation you have in in like flint where people where they were trying to be positive yeah. and trying to to ease the tensions you have other you have places like in New York where they're like fuck it we don't care. Yeah. <laughs> like, they're like all right let's let's make this as violent as possible and the I, I think there's also a lot of other factors that that makes these tensions especially between police officers and black people harder and one of them is the justice system is not fair. 
Like, yeah. <laughs> I feel like most people, all. yeah, yeah. Like, you and I can go and commit the exact same time, and you will serve probably quadruple the amount of time I will serve. And that's just not fair. Sure. Like, what is, like, even the same store. We could literally go into the same <laughs> store, have the same amount of money, and get two different things. And that, like, that is asinine. Um, and you you see that constantly. Like, um, Brock Turner was the biggest, one of the biggest ones where he committed a crime where he should have been put away for 20 years, and he was put away for six months hmm. because he's rich and white. Like, Whereas then, like, a, a African-American man did the exact same crime and was put away for 12 and a half years, which he should be put away for 12 and a half years, but so should the other guy. So I, I wonder, <laughs> I, I agree that the sentencing thing can be extremely unfair. Um, I think that our judicial, judicial system is just flawed in a lot of different ways. Um, but to play devil's advocate, I think sometimes, because I've seen situations where, um, like, especially black athletes get away with absurd things, like in, in crazy things, like, like they, they will go on trial for like rape and like all kinds of shit and be like, all right, well, do some community service and good. You're, you're good to go. Um, and I wonder sometimes and God, this is. This is bad, but I wonder sometimes if it if it has to do with like things outside of the actual crime that cause judges to sentence people for longer or shorter sentences. So, say for instance, like go ahead. money has a lot to do with it. Yeah, that, yeah that's yeah. I, I think why they're getting off. And Brock Turner was his parents oh, were rich. Hold on. There we go. Okay, it's back. I don't know. We lost the, the footage for yeah. a second. So they were so he was from a rich family, so he got off. Hmm. The 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 problem is like the excuse for that was, oh, it would destroy his life. Well, what about everyone else? Like he committed a crime that already destroyed somebody's life. Why why do we care about this? Yeah. <laughs> like, what about every other person that's getting twelve and a half years, twenty years, fourteen oh, years? Sorry, let me fix this. Okay. It's driving me nuts. I don't know what's going on. Yeah. Sorry about that. <sighs> okay. Um, have you? Have you ever seen like court proceedings where someone does something very stupid in court and that causes them to get longer sentences or the judge yeah. like sentences them harshly? <sighs> Man, I I'm not saying that that is always the case, but I feel like that happens more often than it's is televised or or publicized. Um but I agree. I agree. The the the, what what you can do and what I can do in in that setting that will cause like you could probably get away with doing more or saying more than I would be able to. Um, I just don't know. Obviously, desegregation is a bad idea, but I'm curious if you have any ideas of like 
a way to approach this kind of thing. Because I have some, and I don't think people will like them. I, I currently don't believe we can fix this in the next six months. Or oh, God, no. Even depending on how things go, four and a half years. I don't think it'll be done but, in ten years. Like, but um, the first thing that has to happen is we have to have someone that, like, when when these situations happen, there needs to be somebody out there saying, "Hey, this is a problem. Let's t- talk about this logically, and and let's try to fix this." Like, sure, that that has been said for twenty five, thirty years. Sure. And still hasn't happened yet, and I do think there there is there are tries. I do think our former president did try to to put something in place to fix this. It just never got pushed all the way through. Yeah. Um, however, like that means he didn't he didn't succeed. He failed. Yeah. At it. That it, and it sucks to say like he did try, but he failed. Yeah. At least he tried. Yeah. <laughs> in comparison to the latter. <laughs> he, he did. Uh, so I think I think one of the reasons why the the rioting and the protesting and all that is getting as bad as it is is because we don't have somebody trying to unify our country right now. Then instead they're just making comments that are making more people more angry. And like especially like humans in general don't like being tested. And the fact that our leader is testing people is making them more angry, and it's making like it's making them do angrier things. And I think, like, I don't think rioting and destruction of property should be the answer. But I think at the same time, that police station being burned down, and the correlation between the police station being burned down. And the fact that the cop got arrested 24 to 48 hours later is its own correlation. Like, they show that, oh, look, they burned down a building and stuff started happening. Hmm. Like, so, like, and maybe that was happened since. Maybe they're still getting at evidence and they were still trying to get ready to arrest that cop. But I don't think so. I think they arrested that cop because they burned down the police station. Like, and, and I think, they... I think what's more telling with that whole situation was the autopsy. Yes. That that I think was like the like really like that that was the moment where, where, where that even the most skeptical person w- would have to look at that and kind of go, how do you end up with two drastically different uh, results, one that clearly impl- implicates the officer and the one that clearly doesn't? Um, if if things, especially when it comes to medicine, like a science kind of thing, it's kind of like, whoa, like what happened there? Like, yeah. um, but yeah, I, I, I think part of a lot of what we're seeing now is, is in reaction to the outrage. It's not, but I don't know. It's kind of hard to, to say that with, without knowing, like you can't know that for sure. It could just generally be that timelines added up and that's the way it looks, but that's not necessarily what it is, but definitely does look that way. And, and I think. The burning of the police station symbolized could could also quell a lot of the anger. Like a lot of people could feel satisfied. Oh look, 
and they're, they'd start feeling a little bit better. Like the same reason why people throw their phones across the room when they're angry on the yeah. call or punch walls or like just do stuff out of anger to try to make them feel better. I think like, and I mean this mostly into destroying property. Yeah. <laughs> no, other people. <laughs> <laughs> You're hurting people. You're horrible. You would be, you need to stop. Um, but no, like, so the, I, I think that is one of the things, and I think that's why there's still more rioting going on, still more peaceful protesting going on. Um, but like, I saw I saw a couple people posting on social media like, "Hey, the cops have been arrested, and they're being charged. What more do you guys want? Why is this still going on?" And like, I I've wanted to respond back going. If you don't understand what else they want, you're not listening. Hmm. Like the and and that's that's one of my biggest things is it's not about George Floyd. It's about like George Floyd is functionally Robert Paulson. Like <laughs> this, this is entirely a Fight Club. George yeah. Floyd is Robert Paulson. Like it, it's they're, when they're saying George Floyd, they're saying, "Hey, we don't want to be oppressed anymore," and that's something that I. I think a lot of people aren't understanding and there are a lot of people that are like all right the cops have been arrested stop why now you guys are just doing this to destroy things i'm like no they're not they're doing this because they're still mad and they want things to change everyone wants things to change or most people yeah. want things to change i wonder i wonder though how do you how would you be able to gauge that while people are still doing something like that you because every time they're silent and i think one of the biggest changes is that needs to happen is if we're gonna willy-nilly throw terrorist organizations in the terrorist bracket every white supremacist group needs to go in the terrorist bracket every single one of them are they are they not no the kkk is not really Wow, that's absurd. And Tifa was just put in the terrorist. Yeah, and they don't have a list of there. No one actually is part of that organization. Hmm. It is an idea, not an organization. That's not our terrorist bracket, but a formed terrorist group that has hurt several people is not actually in the terrorist bracket. And I think that's something someone needs to look at. But a lot of people part of these organizations have money, and that's the problem with our society right now: is money runs all. Um, like, I think with the looting, a lot of the big stores were targeted, like Target was targeted, which is kind of comical, Walmarts, like those stores, but, and yeah, small businesses were also targeted, but for the most part, a lot of the big businesses were the ones that were being looted. I think they should have gone a little bit further and gone for the even bigger corporations like Amazon, Hmm. but looting in Amazon warehouses really difficult good luck with that (laughs) like but the the idea is is to show it's a message showing they no longer want to we we no longer want to accept this is happening and i there are ways to changing it um systematic reform of all police officers being trained in de-escalation is one of the ways like i think every officer needs to be re-reviewed like the 
the police officer that did and that uh, um, killed that man, mm-hmm. he uh, apparently had multiple yeah in issues in the past, and I think everyone that has had one issue needs to be reviewed. And maybe, like maybe one of the things that can we can go and this is a little far out and probably won't go is every time you have a escalated situation where you hurt a civilian or you shoot a civilian or things like that, you automatically have to be reviewed and you automatically get docked pay. And not like one time, I mean, your salary gets docked 5% or something like that. That way, when you pull out your gun and you shoot somebody, you know, you're no, you're now making 5% less. And like, I, I feel like, and, and not even just shooting someone, when you tase someone, when you hit someone with a baton, when, mm. when like, and, and yes, I understand the system could be abused. Like, yeah, like, yeah. criminals that get hold of whiff of that will go and like intentionally like shoulder check cops because they know they can because the cops won't do anything because they don't want to lose money. But if you start hitting the police officer's wallets, then maybe they'll value life a little bit more. But like, I think the problem for most solutions, not just that, is that that goes the same way on both sides. Like making any, like when they start, if you were to make implement something like that, criminals would see that and go, "Haha, okay, cool." Like, how far can we push this um, to to be a negative interaction for them, but not for us? Um, but that also works the other way, like implementing curfews and stuff like that. I think that was probably a bad move um, from a lot of different governments because what it basically said was, hey, you got your freedom to protest. You do your thing. Also stay home. <laughs> like, <laughs> um, which to me is kind of like, eh, it's a little weird. Um, some people say, oh, well, you can protest it like this time. And I'm like, well, now you have the, the thing you're protesting against dictating when and like where you can protest, yeah. which is not right like it, it rubs it seems odd like but um i don't know i my 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 thing is i talked about this on the last one is i think that the cultural melting pot idea of america is so much harder than our founding fathers thought it would be i think most people think it will be Because in order, the only way to have, because one of the things people say is like, oh, we have to find a better way for all of us to live together. Well, the current way that we're we're trying so far doesn't seem to be great. Now, there's things that we can do to fix that. But I wonder if that, and again, I need to preface this by saying, I don't want to desegregate. That is not where I'm going with this line of thought. But what I am saying is, I think that some, um, concessions probably need to happen like the idea that you can come to a country with everything that you kept from your previous um culture bring it into that country and keep it all and it will all work together doesn't seem to work it it, it just doesn't make like logically it doesn't make sense there's going to be things that clash um unfortunately i think for the black community the argument of well, you never asked to come to this country. You were just kind of here. You got brought here. Um, that's one thing. But the other thing is a lot of 
what what's built into that culture is not so much it's like anti anti police or anti authority is kind of built into the roots of that because of some of the unfair things that happened back then like there's reason for it and i get that but i feel like because that's still there and it's almost like people aren't willing to part with that like i talked before about like hip hop as as a thing like um like there's literally a line like fuck the police like that is a thing and again i understand why that's there it, there's a reason for it but that when 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 a when a collective group of people rally around something like that or an idea like that well guess what the police are going to see that and say oh oh no well i need to be on my p's and q's when i'm dealing with these people um so i i, I like the the kill them with kindness or the peaceful, the, the more um, uh, pacifist approach. Um, it's I, I get that people are frustrated and they're angry, uh, but I don't think long-term solution is met with an angry, riot-like, violent protest. I sympathize with people who, of that feeling. Like I, 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 I do understand that. I empathize with that, but... I think long term. Uh, did you do you remember? Um, have you ever seen the video of Dave Chappelle going to his town hall? Because he doesn't like I, he lived in. I think he's lives in like Rhode Island or some shit. Like he lives somewhere like nowhere near Hollywood or anything like that. Um, and and I think it's more of that because as much as these people say fuck the police and they have all these different. Um, ideas of authority and whatnot, they don't, I'm saying they, but most of the people that scream fuck all cops are not the people you'll find at a town hall. They're not the people that you'll find that are trying to do um, things. They're not trying to fix the system with the system. They just are yelling at the system. And there's, there's a, there's a, there's a, reason for that and there's a place for that and i think that's i don't think it's not justified i think there's a reason like it, it's fair but i think more good can be done if people were more involved and that was why i was super hopeful at the end of 2016's election i thought a lot more people would be and i think there was a spike in that i think there's especially a lot of younger people a lot of people like can i say my age now i don't know <laughs> like if i count in that group anymore <laughs> but uh like people of, of of my generation like that was a wake-up call to be like oh i need to pay attention to this stuff um, I know it was for me. Like, it's like, oh, okay. Like, this kind of matters. Um, but I feel as though that that kind of stopped at a certain point. Like, no one, no one seems to give a shit about local elections. No one seems to give a shit about, like, their local, like, improving their local communities. Instead, what happens is something like this happens, and then people go, it's bad. We've said it's bad. But it's like, yes, you said it's bad. But there are systems in place that you can used to like try to better it and i don't know if those systems are, are being used maybe i'm wrong that may just be my perception um but i don't know i i think a lot of the other i think a lot of the smaller communities there are some that are working on it and trying to fix this situation right. i think flint michigan i believe that's where it yeah. is, is uh trying to do that however there are i i think where a lot of people who are going and vote, they're voting, they're only voting for laptop and the presidency and stuff like that. Yeah. And I think 
I do think the smaller elections matter a lot. Also. Way more, in my opinion. They matter so much more. But Because but, up top isn't going to affect issues like this. Right. Except when they can. And I feel like we're in a situation right now, right now where up top could. But he would have to work with everyone else together. And I, I think um, a lot of... Unfortunately, a lot of the the situations that are going around where, yes, we're talking about the death of a black man and how do we prevent this, and it should be local that fixes it. However, I think a lot, a lot of reasons why this stuff continues to happen in all communities is political. And I think it's part of the fact that we have a two-sided system and neither one of the sides actually wants to fix anything. They just want to be better than the other. And they just want to get. They want to keep their job. Yeah, and that's and, like, <laughs> and they and they just want to be better than the other. Like they're literally doing stuff like to just because the other side said one thing, they want to do the opposite. And 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 I think we that's where we need to start looking and fixing so that our governors and our mayors can actually do their job. Because instead, our governor and mayors are trying to do what the Republicans want or what the Democrats want. And, like, I don't actually know what either one of these sides yeah. want anymore. <laughs> like, the, I think we actually talked about this for a little bit before, like, where the, it just kind of, like, does this number. Yeah, like, it's actually funny that, like, what, how the Republican the Republicans or the Republican view in the 1960s, 1950s, yeah. 1970s is what the Democratic view is now. Yeah. Now it's it just switched at some and, point. But, like, both of them, both parties were supposed to be humanistic. We're supposed to be, like, let's do what's best for our culture and what's best for everything. And I no longer think they're that way. I think, how can we... How can our party benefit? How can we make the most money? How can we stay in control? And like, I honestly don't see the point of a two-party system. It, I don't see a reason for it. It like basically, it, I think the party. I I am nowhere near a political science person. <laughs> okay, so I can't. I'd be just talking out my ass if I tried to yeah. <laughs> go with it. But I there. From what I've seen, I feel like if they just stop caring about what the other what the other side is doing and then doing differently, and maybe everyone working together, we will. That might start the change. And like there are there are small areas, governors and mayors of cities and local leaders that are trying to put change into effect. But there's thousands of cities in the United States. If only a small percentage of them are doing that. It isn't. It, yeah. It's not going to help. And it's also going to be like, okay, you have Flint, Michigan that has reformed the entire police system and all the, everything's great. Uh, <laughs> like a couple years start, everything's like start flowing freely. Cause it took them a few years, yeah. but everything's great. And now two guys from New York just, just transferred to their department. And these two guys have spent years beating up people of color of mixed races and they they're that's their culture they think that's how things are and like sure they're going to get teamed up with other people but like they're going to talk about like this right cop from flint michigan is going to like idolize this police officer from new york the the city of lights yeah whatever the new york it's like is. this guy's great and then you <laughs> start seeing this cop beat up 
people and be like, oh, and not say anything. And then that's the problem is like not not saying anything is a big problem. Like you see all these people that are now like driving down the road and they see a African-American person get pulled over by a cop and they're now like pulling over also and making their presence be known to the police officers that, hey, we're watching you. We are watching mm. what's going on. That shouldn't have to happen. And also, in some ways, that shouldn't happen. What if that African-American guy is actually a criminal? Yeah. And he just starts shooting the police. But uh, when we were talking about uh, decelerating a situation, mm-hmm. uh, I did think of something a few years ago. I was looking at, um, I was doing research into a couple of things, and I was on the Orange County Police Department's uh, page, and they have a page for every police officer of their police force that has passed away. Hmm. And they have a short, like, whip of why. I don't remember the numbers, but I was greatly surprised of how small the list of police officers that died was. Hmm. And then I was, like, trying to, like, defend it of, oh, this is just one small police station. I'm sure there's a ton of them. And, like, I'm wondering what the numbers are for it. But, like, thinking about it, even if they have a hundred or 120 police officers, the fact that they're like, they have less than one die a year, that seems small considering Orange County, how big Orange County is, how, how many people live in Orlando and stuff like that. And then if you read how these police officers died, their most of their deaths are being hit in traffic stops. And the ones, the deaths that are from aggressive behavior from somebody Mm. is through a vehicle. Like, very few people, like, I don't think a single cop was beaten to death. I don't, uh, like, a couple cops, like, one or two cops were shot. But the amount of cops that were killed in face-to-face situations Mm. is almost non-existent. In over 30, 40, 50 years from the Orange County Police Department. Obviously, those numbers are going to change from different sure. police departments. But, like, looking at those numbers, I thought that was really weird. And I'd like to see someone try to collate that data, someone try to get that, that data and figure it out. Because if, if the Orange County Police Station isn't abnormal, if that is the normal, then no, there's no reason why a cop should be. that aggressive towards anyone because they're not ever dying in armed-to-arm combat or like in interactions and stuff like that sure they're dying by being by people hitting starting their vehicles and running them over so that might be one thing but these things are these people are already out of cars they're they're walking the street and they're being beaten to death and uh, like so i would be interested in in that what that report looks like my I guess the the devil's advocate there is part of the reason that that number could be so low is because of how uh, aggressive they are, like because of how controlling and like they like police officers are currently trained to be. They they don't see many deaths that way because they sometimes by more force than necessary, make sure that that is not a thing. Um, Now, 
what what would be unfortunate is if they if laws or things changed where like oh well you you're restricting the options that a police officer has and then by doing that more of them are killed in those inf- those in, in, infractions or interactions um which i don't think anybody wants to and i know some people would make the argument of like oh well they knew what they signed up for that risk is there like when they when they decide to become an officer but i think that uh whether or not you care about that or not i don't think you want to see someone be killed uh regardless of their job does i I don't think that matters um uh (laughs) like i'm not gonna say that because people are gonna take that out of context but um but yeah like I, i i don't think um i think that the training is a big thing i think that that you you have to maybe the four years might make sense because I don't, I wanted to talk to Mark uh, more because I don't remember exactly how long his thing was. Cause he went from, uh, granted, I guess he had some experience in, in first responder, like training and whatnot. Um, but I think it took him like a year and a half or two years or something like that. Close to that, which I don't know. I feel like there, there's a lot of things that probably should, um, eliminate the option of being a police officer from people like you have you had any violent like or like a a a specific type of violent like history no you can't become an officer like um have you made some kind of crime or you have any record of like making really poor judgment (laughs) under a stressful situation sorry bud you can't do it like there and that may be strict and it may limit the amount of officers that 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 come up, but I think ultimately it will make the quality of officers that we have better. So. Yeah. One of the one of the things that is interesting is like I don't think Orlando is really a crime-filled city. Like no. no. Although I think we were leading on the number of homicides. Really? And yeah, I believe so, or at least in the top ten. Interesting. Um, <laughs> Chicago might have been mm. the winner. I don't remember, but I remember the, like Orlando be, definitely wasn't, up there with yeah. Sides. <laughs> it wasn't on the bottom. Yeah. Um, but what about these cities like Chicago or New York that have supposedly higher crime rates? Um, I don't know if New York does any more, but I know in the nineties when yeah. I was growing up, it had a huge, a bigger crime rate. Um, and then, like, some of these things I think about, and I think about these stories and, like, like the gl- over-glamification of stories about organized crime and criminals, and most of them are white. So why are white people the one like, most mob members, like, okay, like over, like, the, the Hollywood crime? A lot I of guess. the Hollywood crime, like the mafia... Uh, crime in Chicago, crime in Boston, like the the um, uh, crime that like the Irishman the ran by the Irish and ran by uh, like hmm. different cultures, like you like most gangster movies and stuff like that is and, and gangster being like Al Pacino, sure, sure, sure. 
And maybe that was just the type of movies I watched. I was gonna say I, I, I might them. I might disagree with you because like I, I <laughs> in in a lot of the stuff that I I consume, it's usually it's like mostly Hispanic. Um, they a lot of companies now are even before this whole George Floyd um, situation. I a lot of companies I could tell were squeamish about writing black people in a crime like thing and having that be a glorified thing. Like, and a lot of my media is from like TV and video games. So like, for instance, I can think of like the ghost recon, uh, the last couple of ghost recon games that have come out. Every single last one of those has been a Hispanic drug Lord, like ringleader. Like it's, it's always been that case. And there's not a single black person that's in there. Um, in, in that aspect, you can play as a black officer in the special ops group, but there's not one black bad person in the game. Um, there's, uh, there's that game. There's, um, Far Cry, Far Cry, the last couple of Far Cry games, it's been Hispanic guy, white guy. Uh, and then the most recent one was like, uh, I don't, it, it, oh no, I don't want to get this wrong. Cause it's not it's neither of those and it's not Hispanic, but it's like, uh, it's, it's some other race. I forget. Um, and then the DLC characters were these vigilante, like black, uh, like gay couple or sisters or something of that nature. And like, but you you were playing as them. Like, like I feel like a lot of 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 companies realize that that is just bad optics, so they just don't do it. Um, like uh, another thing that comes to mind, I used to watch uh, the show called uh, Lucifer. I don't know if you've seen that. I've looked, I've seen uh, ads for it. I've never it's so fucking it. good. It's so good. <laughs> I, it like I understand that it is very like, uh, I don't know, like the stereotypical like stay at home mom like crime drama like thought process because it's a very like it's a yeah. procedural like thing where like ah crime happens and like there's a detective, but like the story is just really good. But like even in that they they had like one no they had two memorable black bad guys um and the second one was an entire episode devoted to like black crime like towards like it being bad because one of the characters was black and like it was kind of him being like well watch lucifer (laughs) there's a there's a there's an episode where like basically lucifer's there uh minadale i think is the guy's name he's one of the other angels whatever um He's he's represented as a black guy. They they like possess people's bodies. Whatever. Uh, he he's there, and he 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 realizes that like he it was he, he just experiences like racism in L.A. and like the whole episode is devoted to that. Um, but that's way off the point from what I was trying to say. But but yeah, like I I, I would I feel like it's it's the opposite now. Like there there was a there was a point where that was the case. I can remember seeing that like. Even comedy like movies, like uh, I guess now even just regular dramas, uh, there are films that are clearly um, made for just black audiences. I don't, I don't really care for those films. Like uh, they've never really been th- stuff that I'm like, oh, cool, I relate. Like I've, I've never really been. Um, but um, that stuff still exists. Like, I don't know, Soul Plane. Like that, that comes to mind of like movies like that are clearly directed towards a singular audience. Which there's nothing necessarily wrong with that. Um, but I feel like the, the idea of like, like the bloods and crips kind of thing, like yeah. that stuff, I, you don't see that anymore. Or at least I don't see that anymore. I don't know. 
And I, I think, like, where that happened, or, like, there were some Hollywood shows about sure. that. There most, were documentaries and stuff uh, like that, too. Most Hollywood movies, especially growing up, I watched was, like, was your your gangster movies, yeah. your Al Pacino, Scarface, yeah. that type of, yeah. of movie. So, and, um, uh, what, like, those movies, like, showed more white people doing awful things to cops. So, like, there's another thing where, like, I don't, I can't think of a movie where there is a black character <laughs> singling out police officers and doing awful things to them. But I could name <laughs> at least three movies who, where there are white characters doing horrible things to police officers. <laughs> like, so, like, so it's weird to me that, like, that there is that type of social dogma. But I, I think, I, I do think. So, some of the issues um, that it is happening, especially with police brutality uh, towards black people is, and I don't, I don't think it's getting worse. I think it's been the same for years and just social media is pointing it out more. I think police brutality, brutality towards black people has been going on from the eighties, nineties, two thousands, and it wasn't being thrown in our faces until now. And we've, like, I, I think more people like me are now coming to the realization mm. that that is happening and we're now angry about it. And I think that's also why you have the looting the, or the rioting, the yeah. peaceful protests that are turning into rioting. Um, I, like, and we've been, like, 2008 to 2016 we were trying to it there was several instances that happened to try to fix it um and we just we didn't fix it and it's weird because it's more human issue like hmm. like other cultural issues that need to be fixed like uh shootings in schools and stuff like that that is a whole different issue that can be result to a physical item or a physical thought process. Whereas police brutality is literally human instinct. It's changing human behavior um, where school shootings can be fixed by several different thought processes and changing human behavior is hard. And we haven't been trying to do that. And, I think I think I think those two things are very similar. School shootings and I think so because I think it, they both revolve around a um a thought process. Um one one is involving a singular person, the other is involving multiple people. I think that's the big difference there. Um where you have like the interaction between police and the black community um whereas you have a school shooting, you have the interaction between um, a a young person uh, who's who's developing and their interaction with other like the world around them essentially. Um, they they're both would be very hard to fix, but I think they both are a thought process problem, not a. Um, I would I wouldn't I wouldn't declare them as so different. I would okay. say. Do you think the culture? 
cha- changing is also why it's more people are are more angry about it like in in the 90s when i grew up in the mm-hmm. 90s the shit that was said on tv <laughs> would never fly yeah. now like and it's like racial comments yep uh, feminist uh, com- uh, sexual comments towards women, uh, comments about being gay, being bisexual, anything like yeah. that. Like the the it is like I've watched some old TV shows that I was like, oh, I remember watching this whenever I was like ten. I love this show, and I'm watching it. I'm like, <laughs> they've just insulted every nationality and sexual orientation in nine minutes of the show. What is going on? <laughs> I I do I I forget who said this. I think it might have been a Will Smith quote from a recent interview he did. Um I don't I don't remember it verbatim, but it was basically if you think back on all those TV shows that talked about racial stuff, like um different like gender whatever and the, like they they said race is shit, sex is shit, but the at the end of those shows those people were laughing like those those shows were usually like they they would sprinkle a little drama in here and there and they they had episodes that were super heavy on like uh hey this shit is fucked up i the jeffersons comes to mind for me and like um uh god what the sanford sanford sons like those shows like when i think about like uh a show that talked about race but they were funny now because it's really hard for a show or some form of media to do that because instantly they get canceled, regardless of whether or not the the intent of it is for it to be something that people can universally get around and say, yes, this is fucked up. And, but we're bonding on it on some level because it's funny and we're both laughing. Um, so I, I, I would say it does play a part. I think that, that it, it's the reason why it, it really frustrates me when I was trying to build a, a, a bigger group to talk about this stuff. Anyone that I knew that had a conservative point on it, they would come to me, talk to me about it, but they didn't want to be on the show. And I, and that honestly pissed me off because like, I understood why they didn't want to be on the show. And it's fucked up because just because somebody has a different opinion of you or a d- different opinion on, on a subject, it's, it's, it feels as though it's one side that's like shutting people down. And it's it's the people that have conservative views. It's weird, and and I, I don't I don't consider myself a conservative person or anything like that. But there is something about like like where people are posting like, um, if you if you think this way, unfriend me. If you think this way, I'm I'm blocking like all this. It's like you are not helping your case at all. The whole point of you posting all this stuff online or saying what you feel is to convince someone otherwise. And if you're just shutting them off from conversation altogether, you don't have anyone to convince. You're just talking to a wall like that. It pisses me off because like what what you were saying before about like media and whatnot. Now, I think it's turned things in a way where no one wants to have a conversation. Instead, people just want to say a thing, get the affirmation that what they said was correct. And they're good. Like I see so much stuff like now, like. All, all the the BLM stuff that goes online, and I just kind of feel like it's a little patron, uh, um, like pat- patronizing is the word I'm looking for. I don't know, maybe I don't know. It's just I, I I don't I don't I don't necessarily. It doesn't feel genuine. It feels fake. Um, 
mostly because it's just words. And then those same people don't really do anything. And by do anything, I don't mean like go out and break a window. I mean, like the stuff that I find nice is when sometimes like when, when I used to leave and I go to my car, I have a lot of um, white neighbors, I guess, around here. They're white and Russian. And there's like one black family and then there's one Hispanic family. And I think the other person's white. But what I noticed and the stuff that makes me go, this is this is a good response is none of us really talked much to each other. I actually have a lot of funny stories about like how weirdly the social dynamic between the people around us are. But um, recently, like I'm on my way to my car. All the white people are like, hey, how's it going? Very friendly. Where I've never spoken to them before. Like it, everyone's just super like open and kind of like a lot more friendly than they were. And I think that is good. I think that that's a good sign. Do you will continue in three weeks? In a month? Probably not. <laughs> probably not. After people get settled into their own lives, like people don't. And, and it goes both ways, too, though. Like, like there's there's something to be said about black people and police officers. I think feeling afraid is probably not a good reaction. Like, and I remember back in the day, granted, again, there's the caveat that my mom worked in law enforcement, but I remember even like some of my friends that didn't work in law enforcement, you see an officer, you're like, Hey, how's it going? Like there were just like friendly conversations. It's not always like every time I deal with this person, it's always going to be a negative outcome. And part of that falls on you. Like you can make those situations more positive if you, you, you're not like, if, if, every, if, if every time you talk to a police officer is because you're doing something that you're not supposed to, then your overall perception of them is going to be negative. Whereas if you didn't do that, if you were more open to like getting to know them outside of the, in, the, the, the altercations that you'll have with them, you probably will have a, a different mental picture of police officers or police in general. Like, I, I think that attributes to why I have such a different picture is because the way I grew up and I would see them and I'd be like, Hey, what's going on? Oh, that's cool. Like I remember sitting around waiting for my mom to be like, get out of work and hanging around the police department, like seeing like their gun cabinets and stuff like that. And like being around those things um, at such a young age. I don't know. I, I just, I think it sucks that, that it, it feels like one side is just being told to shut up. Like, and it's like, you're you're never gonna fix things that way. Like, never once in, in history has it ever worked. Like, the issue is one side is saying, "Hey, people should live," and the other side is like, "I mean, they should live, but like, what about all these other things?" And you're like, "Are uh, your argument to these guys should live is what about all these other things?" That's not an argument. I don't I think that's yeah. Like, like a lot of people are are making. Uh, comments along the lines of like that's like telling a firefighter to spray down every house when only one's on fire type things whenever one person when someone responds with all lives matter to black lives matter. I don't matter. I don't think that's true. The, I think I think the the better comparison would be the house is on fire but one house the 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 yard is on fire. Like one is in full engulfed in flames and then the other there is a problem. And I think that's the reason why people get so upset when you when people are complaining about all lives matter versus black life matters is 
it's not that it's not that they're saying well, let me phrase it. Some people are genuinely saying like like <laughs> black lives don't matter. Like there 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 are yeah. people like that exists. That, that those people exist. But I, I I maybe I might be too optimistic, but I I would like to believe that a decent portion of those people are just saying we agree that black lives matter, but also all lives matter. And I'm going to this this is just me, I guess. If for for I'm going to I'm going to support your efforts in terms of uh, creating a better place for the black community. I hope you'll do the same when it comes to something else, because it sure doesn't seem like you will. It seems like you're just invested in the thing that that really is towards you. And then once you're done with that, you're out, because whenever anything else happens or anyone else, you laugh. You, there's jokes of all oh, that crazy white kid. He went to school with a gun. Whereas it could have been like, okay, well, what, why did he do that? But you don't care about that. Instead, you only care about like the thing that, that is you're, you're investing into that. And I get that's super easy. And I'm not trying to say that as like, you, you should care about, or, or you shouldn't care about your own things that are more pressing to you. Like I get that, but it's really, it's hard for people to put themselves in other people's shoes. And I think it can be easier if people were more understanding um, from both ends, not just from the person who's saying all lives matter, but from the person who's saying black lives matter too. Um, you, you gotta, it, it, if somebody's so far away from your way of thinking, you gotta kind of try to get to their, their, their thought process in order to bring them back to you. If that, if that's your goal, if your goal is just to say a thing and put it out there, then by all means you can do that. But if, if you want to pull somebody over um, to your cause, the worst possible way of doing that is by immediately disregarding whatever they're trying to say. That that that's the thing that that I, I guess I'm I'm more I'm seeing a lot more now is is I don't know when when someone says all lives matter to me I don't see that as saying black lives don't matter right off the bat. I think I I see that as someone saying that there are a lot of problems yours included. Like I don't know. And. So I I do, they, that is definitely what their intent is. I just feel like, I, I feel like Black Lives Matter, this sentence, like, All Lives Matter is rebuttaling against Black Lives Matter, the actual sentence of Black Lives Matter. But the sentence Black Lives Matter is, is an idea. And so I think the reason why there's so much argument to the all lives matter response when, when someone says black lives matter and then someone rebuttals with all lives matter is because black lives matter is an ideal ideal that, that we should all live equally. We should like a, where we live in the land of a free, but there are a higher majority of people with black skin that don't feel free and that is that that sure. it yeah. should be free and so when you're saying uh, when someone says all lives matter in response to that it's basically most of the people who are saying that have my skin color and there are the there are less often times where i feel where i don't feel free than i do feel free where i know there are a lot more people that are black that feel that don't feel free at all ever like mm -hmm. they're 
like, sure, they, they are free. They can go to work and things like that, but they're not sure if going to the grocery store and picking up a thing of milk, they're going to get scrutinized. And, like, I, I think, I, I actually think we need to call out racism more. We need to call out, like, like when I uh, was went to the mall with my two daughters and uh, their friend was with them who uh, happened, who is black and they were, I think my eldest was five at the time. <laughs> she was holding hands with him and he was four and a half or five. Mm-hmm. And we were walking through the mall and there were several people looking in full disgust that my child is holding hands with someone of different colored skin. And I think I should have said something. Mm. I didn't. I just like looked at them like, What's what your the problem? Fuck is it? Yeah. Like this too. This is the cutest thing. Ever. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like I want to videotape this. This is adorable. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I I've experienced that a lot. I because I I've only I've only dated one black person in my entire life. So like it, I've experienced that a lot. But I I don't know. It, I think I'm just wired differently. Like I think because I've had those situations where people are like staring or whatever, and I see it and I kind of just go, "They'll that they'll be dead soon." Like it's like like that that's the that's the mind. I'm just like that that dumb thought process is just like ah they'll be like, but it doesn't seem to be the case. So maybe that's the wrong way of thinking. And well, so but one of the other issues is where it might just be a a sideline glare to you. Yeah. But like later on, it might be them hooting and hollering at someone else. And like those people walking by or those like the, the fact that a black man is going to be scrutinized for holding hands with a white woman. That shouldn't be the case like that. Or like, uh, the fact that like we've made like, that that it's that it's culturally known that people will will look angrily at that mm. and that we just don't call them out on hey you're the you're actually an asshole for thinking this way <laughs> i think is the problem and may, i'm hoping that with everything that's going on in the last few weeks that that's what's going to start changing is like i'll like anytime i see that now i'm i'm hoping i'll sack up and actually like be like yo change your attitude or look the other way or yeah. GTFO because this, this isn't acceptable anymore. Um, like, and it should never have been acceptable. Like I remember as a kid, like one of the first not like silly jokes I heard was a racist. Joke. <laughs> and I laughed at it. Yeah. Like, and then, like that's that like, like we need to make those as those jokes as bad as like as other things like i are you talking about like jokes like among friends or like like the the, the reason i ask is cuz i get a little touchy when it comes to comedy i i i don't i feel like comedy should be a place that's like no holes barred like i i also think it's 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 uh it it's what's the word it's a little um you don't you don't uh we're not giving people enough credit to know when 
or to to feel when the intent of something is hateful. Like if I'm standing on if I'm if I'm at a comedy show and I'm listening to somebody and they're saying there's there's one I went to um the improv not that long ago and I watched um Earthquake. He's like a famous comedian uh, who happens to be black and most of the people there were black. Um and he said a lot of fucking racist shit, but it's in it's in the the context of comedy. And so the intent there is not to be hateful. The intent there is to be funny. Um, so I don't think it's fair to uh, attribute racism to somebody who's trying to make a joke. That being said, there are people who try to use that as a guise to say hateful shit. And I think that most people, most, I'd say most people like young, young adults to like adults get that. Like, I feel like, you and me both, if somebody said like some wild racist shit and was like, ha, joke, fun. Like if, if we'd be able to tell whether or not like their intention was to get by with saying something racist or they were trying to be funny. Like, do you think that's fair? I, I don't know. Like maybe, I don't know. but like, I think, I, I think the, the fact that, there is so much racism in the world and you're constantly reminded about it. The put racism and jokes needs to start falling off because we're already seeing like, like it's, it's the same thought process of like, I stopped watching a few uh, TV shows that were uh, political fantasies because like, the crap that was happening there was happening in real life, so I'm like, I don't, wanna, <laughs> I don't want my fantasy to be House of Cards. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, so, uh, like, like it, it's that type of thing where if you're if you're living with racist pressure constantly to go and then like you want to laugh, but you're not laughing at at racism, and that may be a privilege that I enjoy. The fact that I I don't I don't deal with a lot of racist stuff from day to day, so that that may be a reason why when somebody says something like that, it's so funny to me. Like, and I I don't know, maybe I don't know. Like, I I think um, like some of the other jokes is like um, I would tell a story at one point that uh, uh, and and I'd laugh at this story, and within the last few weeks, I now I'm starting to think the story isn't funny. Of uh, I was at Walmart at one point, mm. and uh, the we were um, walking by the gun rack, and the alarm went off near the gun rack. And okay, it was me and two black people around the gun rack. Yeah, both black people immediately did just lifted their arms up in there. Yeah. They're like just and they stopped moving and they just stood there with their arms up in there. Just they're nowhere near their gun rack. I am the closest <laughs> person to the gun rack. <laughs> and they just didn't move for like 40 seconds until the associate walked up and turned off the alarm, walked away, and then they started walking again. And I'm like, oh, that's pretty funny. But like thinking of it is they immediately were like, well, we can't do anything because we might get in trouble. So I guess we're just going to stay fit. And the fact that that's their thought process to me at the time it was hysterical. Yeah. <laughs> and now I think about it, maybe it's not the fact that they they felt like they had to do that. Mm. And um, uh, I went... That is sad. Uh, during yeah. a during a, a gathering at one point, um, after we were done with a tournament or something, mm. we went to uh, dinner, and there was like 
don't know, six of us, eight of us. And uh, the two people who got there first were African-American. And we walk in the restaurant, and the restaurant's completely empty, and we can't see our friends. And we're like, hey, our friends are here. Do you know where they are? And they walk us to the entire back corner of the restaurant where they were sitting. What the hell? And we sit down. Like, this is weird. There's like, all right, whatever. There's, yeah. Like, there was, I think, one other like group in the restaurant and uh uh we were like sitting around and uh one of my uh, my friend was like sorry we got here first and they always sit the black people in back and i'm like what <laughs> and like he says that as a joke but at the same time it had happened and it has happened enough to him that he knew that's why he was being sick. so i i so <laughs> I've never experienced anything like that. That sounds like a, a truly, like, a true joke. Maybe, ah, I kind of want to know who it is. Do I know this person? He was a magic, he is a magic player. Okay. Damn it. I want to know who he made worked, it. He worked at the Game Academy for a while. Do you know the people from him? Yeah. Is okay. a black guy? Yeah. Okay, I think I know who it is. I feel like, I feel like that might have just been a joke. Okay. Gr- granted... Is it possible? Sure. Like, it, it is possible for for that to be a thing somewhere. But I feel like it's such a an outlandish thing that, like, that I want to believe that that's a joke. Because that seems so crazy. But I don't know. I mean, it, to be fair, it is the only thing that made sense. Yeah. <laughs> so, it was so, a Friday's, by the way. We walked into, the, like, the Friday's had one other group of people in it. And we were walked to the very back of the restaurant. Okay, so how how much did they, did they not choose those seats at all? The, the the your group of friends that got there first. No, no, they were. That's where they were sat. They, okay, they said right. there was that's six weird. Or eight of us. <laughs> that is a little weird because most of the times, like you get to an empty restaurant, like. And like, yeah, you can sit wherever the fuck you want. Like, even yeah. if they're like, I'm like, okay, can I have that? And like, that's why everyone liked Denny's. Yeah, like, and then like, yeah, whatever where the fuck you want to sit. Sweet. Let me just have Denny's and like, since I had children. <laughs> I think I went there with some of our mutual magic friends, yeah. <laughs> not that long ago, but. But so like, there, there are jokes like that. And yeah. Where he might have been joking, there might have also been a sense of sure of yeah. that actually could be. And like, I feel like we need to, as a society, start breaking it down to where people realize that that is not what's happening, and we need to make sure it's not happening. And when it is happening, we call those people out. Um, I think I think we're starting on the right track with that lady that uh, called uh, or threatened the black man that she was going to call the cops on them and say that she's that he's threatening them and then because of that video going viral she lost her job and they took her dog away and what uh, yeah uh she had just adopted a dog and the dog adoption agency took her dog away wow okay uh, <laughs> uh, this comedian i think his name's trevor noah uh-huh. uh he made a few couple comments on it he he was talking about all everything that's going on yeah. right now and uh it was a very serious conversation mm. and he's like uh, he had the same thought process of uh, he's glad that that stuff is happening. He's like, she truly got punished. 
making a white lady's dog. (laughs) But he said it with the same tone as he said everything all seriously. (laughs) So I was like, I was very happy that he was able to throw in that little quip. He took took over after Jon Stewart. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, He's grown. I haven't haven't kept up with that show um, because in his in his early taking over um the daily show i believe is what it's called uh he said some shit that i, I don't even remember what it was but he, he had he had something that like and this is me being a hypocrite from what i said before but uh <laughs> uh he yeah <laughs> he he uh he said some stuff and i was just like ah, i'm probably gonna tune out of that um but john oliver was the other community or comedian that like had a show like that that was like ah. Oh, I like this guy. I like the way he yeah. delivers his stuff. I mean, I agree with some of the stuff that he says, but like, it's a it's an overall good show, um, and I think it's also pretty informative too. But yeah, I I, I don't I don't want to mention this because I know I feel like I'm building a narrative for myself that's not true. Of like, I, I'm playing devil's advocate for some of this, but and this is one of those things. One of the things I guess you could say with um, thought process like that is. You got to make sure that what's actually being done is is done is is racist. So, like, what I'm, what I'm getting at is like, okay, so you call somebody out for that, they lose their fucking their dog, they lose their job, and it comes to find out they were following like policy or they were just doing something. It, the, the intent behind it was not a racist intent; it was something else. But the damage has been done; they've lost everything already. So. I, I agree. I think that it we, people should be more vocal about this stuff, but I think people need to understand the risk. They need to understand the responsibility that they hold in that. If, if you're going to, it's, it's the same thing like, um, um, like rape allegations, like, yes, it is a horrendous and terrible and serious crime, but you need to understand the seriousness that comes behind something like that because before a trial before any evidence whatsoever you can ruin somebody's entire life with that um so it's it's a big hammer that people need to use responsibly i fear that people have not shown that they 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 know how to do that um but with anything like any any time something like that is given like especially with the internet man like anytime something like that happens they and I know some people will say, oh, well, some people, some people will get um, accused of that stuff and there's just going to be collateral damage. I, I, I don't, I don't like that idea. I, I would prefer that every time we take somebody down, it is a legitimate person that needs to be taken down. Um, but I don't know if that's possible. That might not be possible. And, and, and the only way to move forward might be for there to be collateral damage. The problem is I don't want to be the collateral damage and most people don't want to. So it, it, what you say is very true. Um, and the, it, it could get to a point where it, it does cause issues like that. Yeah. And then it starts, and then it starts not mattering as much. Um, I think, I think rape allegations have gotten to the point where, like, currently both the presidential nominee nominees running for twenty twenty have been accused of rape. Yeah. Um, 
because we we are all really good at this. Yeah, we're, it's great. It's a quality system that works <laughs> yes. every time. <laughs> and <laughs> sorry, it hurts. No, no, it's 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 sad. So, like the fact that that could also turn into racial that that could be the nightmare racial yeah. allegations is they they turn in that way and then they just turn into not mattering anymore because of that. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, our current president has been accused multiple times of being racist and nobody cares. And like, and there's several politicians that constantly are referred, called racist or referred to racist. And they, they maintain their seating and they do blatantly racist things. And they maintain their their. I, I don't think I don't I don't ever think anyone should be. No one should lose anything for an allegation, in my opinion, regardless of whatever the allegation is. I think people should be losing things once we find out that that allegation is true, and it's, it should be quick and efficient. Like, okay, all right, so you said and or people claimed that you were racist. And then we opened up your log from Twitter and we were like, oh, shit. All right, man, you're out. Like, it, it should be that clean and easy. Like it like. But what what I guess the the devil's advocate thing again is if. If if there is no check on Twitter, there there is no like research done. It's just somebody says that guy's racist and everybody says, uh huh. And then that guy leaves <laughs> like that guy gets fired like that. That's that's what I'm. I'm afraid of, um, but uh, yeah. I, I, but at the same time, in uh, so for for governments, that's bad. But if you look at um, uh, TV shows, mm-hmm. our our media, our our uh, actors and actresses are put on higher standards than any of our politicians. Yeah, like because. I think more people know them. Like I don't. I'm not justifying that, by the way. I'm just saying yeah. I think that's the reason why they, they like they they lose so quick. Like it things happen so fast for them because they're more known. Yeah. Like I I doubt a lot of people even know who who our representatives is. Like like yeah. people people may not know that. Like I only know their name because I emailed them about change mm. over the weekend. So yeah, Anna. Some I don't even remember. Last I, I'm time, not sure either. Like, so. I, that's that's that proof. Like uh, <laughs> the name down, sent the email, and yeah. then I, I still do, haven't got a response back. It's been of course not. Six days. Yeah. <laughs> two senators, two house representatives, nothing. I have a buddy of mine who I believe is running for office uh, up in Boston or New Hampshire. Um, he he was motivated to do it because of some of the stuff. Uh, however, that means that I have to go back and. <laughs> Check our old YouTube channel and clean what I need to clean because we 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 joked around back then and I gotta make sure that he he's good to go you know um but yeah it, it, I don't know I because those old YouTube channels they're gonna, I I don't think we said anything wild like yeah but they're gonna like but people throw, yeah guess, people like, people uh, are gonna pick through that stuff man like O O R C O O C AOC? AOC. Yeah, yeah. Like, she apparently did some video in a high school where she was dancing to a bunch of music. Like, not even provocative. Yeah. Just Just dancing, dancing, yeah. And, oh, look, she's wild. (laughs) It's like, oh, I see you guys have never danced before (laughs) in your entire life. Got it. Like, yeah. 
And yeah, so like, so yes, they you do have to make sure, like make sure of that stuff because of silly things like that. Um, but the but how do you do that though? Like, how do you how do you create a system where people can get the bad guy without missing that shot? I don't know, like especially when it comes to a court of public opinion, and that usually is where people end up losing a lot. Like, no, there was no trial or anything for the, the, no, I, I, I'm not familiar with the story that you were talking about before with the lady and the dog and whatnot. Um, but there's no trial for that. It's just like someone says something. Um, I'm sure I'd like to believe that there's some research that was done and people were like, oh no, she's fucking like, yeah. <laughs> get her out of here. Um, but I can't, you can't, assure, you can't assure, assure that for every single case. Yeah. Or I say you can't, but maybe you can. The video was her literally. Like the black, the was black this? man took out his phone and was videotaping her, and she's like, "Why are you in something along the lines of why are you in this park?" And I'm going. Was to- it the one where the guy was sitting down and she was trying to like, like he he lived in the place where they were, and she showed him showed her like his key or whatever, and then they ended up taking his key or some shit like that. Uh, I'm I have not, I didn't maybe not. okay. I I, I remember hearing something about that. Comments, yeah. yeah, but the in the video she literally says, "I can call the cops and." Tell him a black man is threatening me, and is what she said. And so she she used his race as a weapon against him. Yeah, that's and, fucked up. Um, it, it's like that's like the epitome of racism. Yeah, like yeah. And the fact that like in some ways, I'm I'm advocating for us to hate white supremacists. I feel like in some ways that is also racist, but at the same time, no, I don't, I don't, I don't hate. Yeah. I don't, I don't think it's, I don't think it's racist to hate somebody who hates people. Yeah. (laughs) I think that's fine. I don't, I, I, I I would like to believe that most people would think that's fine. Like that's (laughs) like the, the issue is, is we're not, I, I feel like we're not being vocal enough towards them like the whatever that rally that happened a few years ago and people started taking pictures of these guys and finding Charlottesburg out their, yeah, yeah finding yeah. out their names and, yeah and those guys started losing their jobs because of it and then a few of them were complaining about it like I think that was a great start I don't think we did nearly enough there's thousands of people in that rally I think we should add a name a number of every single person there and they all should have lost their jobs like like you can't advocate hatred towards like saying you're better towards another group of people and expect to be in this country to continue to be a model citizen because you're not like you shouldn't be in a job like i don't want my i don't want uh my uh the people at my banks like to be have that mindset i don't want the people that flip my burgers have that mindset i don't want to have anything to ever deal with those people ever like and like it's um, America is designed it, as you called a melting pot right. of all different races, and that's one of the best parts about it. Like all of all of my favorite like stories in playing the card games I've played has been involved in going to these other cities and playing against people that I've never played against, and playing yep. against people from all over the world. Like I played against people from Australia, from Brazil, from uh, uh, from Europe. All, all the countries. Yeah. <laughs> like, so I, I've played like, 
and, and I love these stories. I love like uh, after I uh, had played against someone from Australia, we talked about Australia because I'm like I've never been to that country. Yeah. Now. Like, and I asked them probably silly questions. Yeah, like, yeah, of course. Like he's like, probably thinking like, like ah, silly. Man. So, yeah. <laughs> but, like he answered them nicely and peacefully. I'm like. He did beat me in the tournament, so he was probably happy that, like, just is like, oh, he's not angry. He's actually like, yeah, yeah. sure, I'll talk to him. But um, the just, I, I think, I don't know. I I wish I could disagree what's going on with the protests and the rioting and the looting, but. I then think to myself, a football player tried to get ahead of this years ago, and he no longer plays football anymore because of it. Like, that, like, he tried to get ahead of this. He tried to make a reform, and he tried to do it peacefully, and he tried to do it as a big message. And he did it as a giant message and lost his job because of it. And, like... Yes, I understand people saying it's disrespectful, but I don't. I don't. You, that's that's not an argument, in my opinion. Like from some, from someone who spent a lot of time. I've never been officially in the military, but I spent a lot of time with military people. That's it's that's a stupid argument, I, in my opinion. But if it was about us taking a knee because we don't like the way. Like, I don't know, like silly, silly causes like um, like we want roads to be better kept. Yeah. Like if you're taking me because the roads are, aren't being kept. Uh, not, OK, yes, I, I think that is disrespectful to the national anthem because I think you're taking a knee. You're you're you are being dis you're doing the opposite and being disrespectful to a song. Uh, that is about our freedom and roads, clean roads or working roads isn't yeah. really freedom. However, being able to live and not having to fear anytime you talk to a police officer is freedom. And that is what he was protesting. He was taking a knee because this song is about freedom and African Americans aren't free. And he was trying to make a point about that. And people were saying, oh, that's disrespectful. And I'm like, you're not listening. And that's my issue is I, I think all of this, everything that is going on, anyone who's arguing over anything is because they're not listening. And like, that is something I've been trying to get with people. And um, like, I think a lot of the reasons why people aren't trying to view what Colin Kaepernick did as, as a great way to make a statement or, um, and they, they argue with it being disrespectful. And I, I think people who don't think there's a problem with police officers and ju there's just a few bad seeds and there doesn't need to be a change. And the, because the, there's a lot of people who still think that. And I think all of these people who have these thoughts are thinking this because they're not listening. And I don't think they're consciously not listening. I think they're subconsciously not listening because like, it's a horrible word to use because it's good. Like, trying to convince someone of it, they're going to shut off because they're cowards. They are afraid that, that their life is going to be upended if they realize that they are living besides people who are being treated as second-class citizens, even though they think they are 
not second class citizens. They think they are equal. However, they're not. There's people being murdered in the streets, and they're they're anytime they go to court, they're getting four times more problems. There's a ton of people in jail that shouldn't be in jail. Like, and most of them are black. And the fact that that no one is thinking, and then people argue with, well, they shouldn't commit a crime if they don't want to be in jail. I was like, some of those people don't have a choice to become a the commit a crime because they've been put in a position of poverty, and we're not putting, we're not economically, we're not also trying to fix things to where that doesn't happen, and like the people who don't who are arguing against all of this is because they're afraid to think that way. And in some ways, and the reason why I know they're afraid and the reason why I know they're cowards is because in some ways in the last six months, I feel like I have been, I've just realized this Mm. and that I haven't thought this way because I was afraid because I was a coward. And the word coward is a hurtful word and a scary word, but it is the word that describes it. If you, if, if, a white person is walking around thinking a black person is a hundred percent free in the United States. They are wrong. They are a coward. They are not thinking properly. Like the, as a society, like there might be individuals that are free. There might be black individuals that are free. Sure. But as a society, black people aren't free. And well, this is the land of the free. So we need to, change things and it starts with yes our local governments have the power to change the police force but it also starts with our leaders not making comments that could be alluded to uh, uh, racial tension and or uh, propagating white supremacy movements and stuff like that like you can't just say not all white supremacists are great or bad. Like you can't say that they are all bad. Even if they're not, they are all bad. <laughs> like, like one of our coworkers has a mindset of everything should be burned to the ground. And in some ways, like, like I can't argue with them. Like I, and it sucks. Like I want to. Like in every way I want to. But it like the thought process is. We need to change everything. We need to change how we how we interact. We need to change uh, change the police officers, and not just with how police officers interact with black people, how police inter- officers interact with Hispanic people, how police officers interact with Muslims, how police officers interact with anyone that is not a white person, and like, and in some ways, how they interact with white people. I was gonna say like everyone, but, just like, but there are. But the moment they walk up and they are in an interaction with someone that is black or Hispanic or Muslim, there is a larger percentage of that going badly. And like, I, I would like to hope that the, the racial tensions towards Muslims have changed because those, the 9-11 has happened so long ago, but they haven't. So I that, that, that reminds me of something that we, I, I really dived into on Monday. And I'm curious as to what your take is. So I am of the current opinion. It's it's a soft opinion. It's not something I'm, I'm like, it's no hill I'm dying on or anything like that. But it's a theory, I guess I should say. I have this theory that the idea of a cultural melting pot 
is impossible without concessions from each of those cultures. And I don't know if people want that. And what I mean by that is the concessions have to come from white people and Muslim people and Hispanic people and black people. Like you cannot expect for people that are that different to live amongst each other without there being any altercations Why? because their cultures are going to be so different that I doubt I, and again, this is just a theory. I don't know if they will be able to meld. And I'm not saying that to mean that they should separate. What I'm saying is it should be okay for a, a Hispanic person to, I don't know, like uh, adopt a different culture. It should be okay for a white person to adopt a different culture. I think uh, so because when say for instance, if you saw or not you, but like if someone saw like um, some blue-eyed white blue-eyed blonde girl in a hijab, people would think about that. They would get that person would get looks that would be odd because that's not that's not your culture and 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 likewise that's the same reason why and a part of this is just uneducation like people don't know um that like that is a thing or people don't know that um they don't know what what these cultures are like they're just not educated on them um so when they see it it's 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 a unknown thing and thus the perception of it it's there's fear and stuff you don't you're not you don't know about but i feel as though the thing, I guess I'll just get to the point with the black people. Um, something I proposed was, I guess I did talk about it earlier. The part of, part of the culture of black people has something, in part, there's a fuck authority kind of thought process. And that, uh, somebody actually on Monday referenced the fact that uh, country music and uh, the, I use the realm of music like rap and hip hop and stuff like that. That's where that, and people were saying, well, country music has a lot of like fuck government shit in it too. And I'm like, yeah, that's true. Um, but I feel like it's more directed. Um, and there's also like the clothing you wear, um, the company you keep, um, how you present yourself, that, that, that kind of stuff matters. And I wonder, this is just a theory and it's not possible, but I wonder what would happen if, you deleted all of that stuff. You you took out all the fucking uh, all all of the criminal centric like parts of black culture and whitewashed it, replaced it. Whereas like you would you would see like a black guy named Bryce or or you get what I'm saying? Like yeah. you, you you would see like that kind of thing. I wonder what would happen. I wonder if. It would be the same where people would just see someone of a different color, but not relate that to something that is negative to them, regardless of whether it's actually a negative thing or not. But they they would see that and go, oh, I should be on alarm or I should be I, I'm 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 alert or I, I, I should be fearful of this person. I wonder if that would change things. I don't think it would. You don't think it would? No. And the. um when when they were trying to desegregate everything 
there you you see all these old pictures of of African Americans walking into the college like into a white college with the like mm-hmm. desegre- desegregating the school for the first time and they're wearing they're wearing the uniform uniforms yeah. they're wearing white people clothing right. basically right and they still got beaten they still got their stuff trashed they still got threatened and that happened all through the 60s and 70s and the 80s and i mean it's probably happening now like i don't think changing their clothes changing their music like would help like i think like sure in some situations if it's 11:30 at night and i'm walking down the street and you're walking up to me with what you're wearing, I will probably not think twice of you walking up to me and your pants are double their size and sagging a little and your shirt's double their size <laughs> and, like, you have 17 chains around your neck and a, a beanie. I'm, I might... There might be a little fear there based on that. And, and so, I think that goes for either race. I don't think it matters what and, race you are. And like, that's true. You see a that white person. Yeah, fucking, you see that, you're like, all right, shit, dude. <laughs> like, like, so, like, so, like, if you're telling me that, like, if everyone just started wearing all the same things, that that might fix it, yes. So, so, so like, there's movies about this, like Equilibrium and, like, uh, even I think Demolition Man, like they all started wearing very similar clothing to 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 de-escalate anger and stuff like that. And um, I think, like in theory, it if you make everyone the same, it would stop the. Should, there would be less, but. But it would come at the cost of something. But then we're losing our individuality. Um, and then I think we start losing our uniqueness. And I think there would start being more tensions over everyone being the same. So I think everyone would just start being mad at each other, opposed to like, because they're not individuals anymore. And like, uh, I went to, um, I was at SeaWorld at one point, mm. and a gentleman, uh, like walked off to the side and he took out his mat, put it down on the ground. He figured out which direction mm. the sun was. I'm not entirely sure how all that works. Yeah. And he sat down and he did his, his praying. Right. Um, and people walked by and yeah, there's a few odd looks here and a few odd looks there, but there was no aggressiveness towards him. Um, Maybe because there's a few of us giving dusters anyone who looked like they were looking aggressive, mm. but like, like he was in a place of a million cultures, and he was following through with his culture with hundreds of people walking by him for the X minutes that he did it, and no one interacted with, no one stopped him, and I or sure. like negatively push their views upon him. I think one of the reasons why is because of how much diversity there was there. I actually would go the opposite of instead of trying to gingerfy or make everyone the same, 
I would try to diversify it even more, bring more people in, more different, uh, more cultures, different cultures. Let's let's have like more people from Creole and Jamaica and uh, Brazil, uh, countries from Europe, countries from Asia. Bring everyone in, and at that point, I I think you start getting that might also help the racial tensions of well white people are no longer the majority so you can't just start like thinking you're superior because like a lot a lot of people feel that white people are they're superior because they're white because they are the most and they they are the people they interacted with the most they are yeah. in society the most so i i think where yes there is an idea where we try to make us all the same i think if we actually diversified it even more that would fix the problem so i i'm not i'm not necessarily saying all the same and and the only reason I bring this up is because I think to a degree that kind of um is the story of me growing up. I I grew up in a very, very racist town. Like it, it, a very racist city, uh Bishopville, South Carolina. Uh I said this Monday, but uh, you you've never heard this. But uh basically we had two high schools. One of them was called Robert E. Lee Academy. Uh we have <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah, dude. Uh, there was a little town or like community area, literally called Lynchburg. Like, it's it's a weird place, man. Like, so like I, but but what what I saw was as as a as a child, I I saw okay. There there are a group of people who are doing X things, but those X things keep having negative, like repercussions to them i was like well i don't want that that shit sucks that sounds terrible and then i would see another group of people doing the opposite of that and they seem to be having a good time and so at some point i realized that a lot of the things that those people did that looked like me i was like well i don't want to do that because that seems really bad um that dude just got stabbed with a fucking pick in the head at a, in high school i don't want that to happen to me so I'm not going to do that. I'm going to do this. And and so luckily for me, I, I like those things. I think it would have been a different story if I tried them and then was like, ah, this doesn't feel right. Like this doesn't feel like me. So I, I, I understand that there's there's that aspect of it, too. But I think somewhere along the way, I just kind of said, OK. There are there are things that will cause the ire of people in power for that to fall upon me. And I don't want that. Like I, I, I like it, it. If I'm playing this game with everyone else, it seems like that strategy is working and it's worked so far for me. I'm going to keep doing these things. Luckily, I liked those things and I think it has helped me out growing up. I, I, I was, I told the story on Monday about like, I have a friend who I don't think he lives there anymore, but he, he might live in North Carolina now. Um, we used to drive around. We played Yu-Gi-Oh together, like when I was younger. Um, before I even had a car, I was like just getting in high school, and I dude had a Confederate flag on his truck. Uh, listened to country music exclusively. We've sat down and played Yu-Gi-Oh at Books of Men every day, every or every Saturday that I could. We would go and drive to Georgia for fucking uh, regionals and stuff. Good guy, genuinely good guy. And I and one of the things uh, I think it was Michael or yeah Mike 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 Sanders brought up was probably a lot of the reason we had such a good connection was because he knew me 
Like it, it wasn't because like, sure. He has a Confederate flag. So the, the immediate flag is like, Oh, this guy's racist. Like there's obviously some negative connotation behind that. And I'm not saying that there isn't because also talk about some experiences where that was the case. But in this specific thing was like, I think that goes both ways. Like as, as a black person, you can't look at every white person and say, Oh, this person is an oppressor or, Oh, this person is a part of a system that's fucking me over. It's like, you don't know that person. That person probably has nothing to do with any of the bad things that's happened to any of your great, great, great grandparents in, in, in the past. Just know, like learn people. And I think that kind of goes in hand in hand with what you were saying before with like the other cultures. I, I just, I bring, the, I, I bring that story up because I, I, I think both of our theories are viable. And I wish that there was like a control group that I could test them out <laughs> with and figure out, oh, which one works. Um, because while one situation seemed to have worked for me, it, may, it, it definitely won't work for everyone. And maybe your solution might be ideal, the, the, like injecting more. So. Some of the issues we have, though, is like 19 years ago, that man that was praying yeah. at SeaWorld would have gotten destroyed, <laughs> like beaten, because that would have been months or like less than a year after 9-11. Mm. And because of the racial tensions towards Muslims, that would have been very, very bad. Yeah. And so the fact that we have progressed so much the fact that we have progressed so much towards less hatreds towards Muslims is great. Yeah. Why are we still in the same boat with African-Americans? Why have we not progressed? Like, hmm. like I, f I feel like we're still, I, I don't think, I feel like the, the racism towards African-Americans has been the same from 1990 on. Like there was huge steps made in the sixties and seventies and even the eighties. And then like 1990 hit and we're all like, all right, we took a bunch of giant steps for those 30 years. We're tired we're good. now. I think this is where we're going to keep it. Like, yeah. they, they still need a lot of work to, to do that. And I think, I think having more people be friendly and there being less hate will also start, start, working where you're, where you're talking about of having people act the same like that's if, true yeah I, part of the reason why i got i my my formative years were the way they were was because we we traveled a lot like i i would i got to see different cultures and i got to talk to different people so and that's a luxury that some people don't have so yeah and like some people are stuck in the same yeah. group of friends and things like that um i uh I went to elementary school and uh, the area I lived, the elementary school had to bring a bus of African American students in to the school so they can meet their quota. Um, and I phrase it like that because that is how it was phrased to me <laughs> as a child. Yikes. Um, <laughs> uh, so the... Um, so, like, I went to um, Althra Elementary School. Their majority of my classes were white. Mm. It was there was maybe one or two African American jo children in my elementary school. I then went from uh, that elementary school to a middle school where 
I believe there was less than 20 white people in the entire school. Um, and I learned a lot of things very quickly. Uh, one of my friends, and I say friends is because we came from the same elementary yeah. school together, so we were automatically <laughs> um, called another group of people a racial slur. Nice. And uh, <laughs> and immediately ran on the bus because that's what you do. Is yeah, you of course. Them, yeah, yeah, yeah. You assault a group of people away. that can kick your ass. Yeah. So then you, Not you realizing that you have to go to school the next day. Yeah. Like, so <laughs> they're, they're, of course, telling them when they got off the bus the next day that they're going to whoop his ass. Yeah. And uh, uh, that day, or the, so next day, the, uh, day comes and we... Uh, we're in class and we all have a surprise auditorium meeting and we all go to the auditorium and there's a couple classes. I, I, I don't remember how many classes were there, I mm. do, but I remember sitting in the auditorium and I remember the guidance counselor walking up and uh, he asked uh, the three kids in a row, including my friend who said sweet vulgarities uh, to come with him for a second. Like, Oh, Hey, can you guys come here for a second? And they, they all walk out of the auditorium. And then, uh, like, later on, we all go back to class, and I didn't see my three friends for X amount of time after that. Nice. And uh, so later on, I found out from my mom that uh, because uh, she was friends with one of the other kids' moms, that uh, when those three kids walked out of the auditorium, they were all jumped by police officers and slammed to the ground because that kid that said racial slurs brought a gun to school to protect himself. Holy shit. Now, getting a bunch of kids in one area when one of them has a gun. Wait, 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 wait. Hold on, hold on. So, so wait. So, the, the kids, which kids did they take out? The kids that said they were going to beat the other kid up? No, the kid that. The kid that said the racial slur. The, yeah. Fair. He, brought a, okay. he brought a gun to school. Okay. And his mom found out about it. Like, found out. Gotcha. Okay, gotcha. Okay, okay, okay. And immediately called the school. Gotcha. And the school then did that. At that point, like, my mom tried to explain this to me, and I was like, got it. Never say a racial slur ever <laughs> in my life. This is what I've learned from this interaction. I've done. <laughs> um, <laughs> and so, like, I guess culturally I had – I had, there was a few instances along those lines where I, I was taught, hey, don't be dumb. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and, like – but my mother also explained it to me of like these words are words used in hatred and are only used in, in hatred. So like that's why these kids are mad and they threaten to hurt this other kid. Like at no point that kid should have brought a gun to school. I'm not defending that. Sure, and, yeah. Um, that kid was expelled and I never saw him again. <laughs> like, how, how old are these kids, by the way? Uh, middle school, 12th grade or 8th uh, grade, 7th grade. Okay, all right, okay. All right, yeah. Um, like... But like, Dude, man, it's so this I'm not excusing this, but I, I, I find I, every time I think about like kids doing stupid shit like that, I remember just how dumb I was back then. And like like it's just like, yeah, man, I don't know. It, it, it sucks to. Yeah, that's it's just a shit situation. I don't resent any of the things I've done in my life. I wish I could have rephrased some of the things I phrased because mm. I know I've hurt people with my words. That I didn't mean to. Um, however, I am very happy where where I am now. So I would not want to change anything yeah. in case I wouldn't. End yeah. <laughs> but like, I do wish that I changed. Or I, I do wish that I had said nicer things to people along the way. 
Um, I, in some ways, now I'm thinking back of it, I wish I, I had more of a realization of how much some African-Americans are in pain because of what's going on in the world and they can't deal, like, they can't deal with it. Like, uh, a few months ago, I was driving uh, with, with a friend and we drove by a police officer who was parked outside, I believe it was a car dealership or something, and he, like, drives up to a car dealership, gets out of his car, runs to the back, and opens up the back and brings out this giant-ass gun and starts running towards the car dealership or whatever the the building was. And I'm over here fascinated. Yeah. I'm like, what's what going on? What is happening? This like, is awesome. Like, <laughs> Pull out a, the phone. <laughs> yeah, there's a story here. What's going on? And we kept on driving and everything. And he was rattled, like rattled. And I was like, I was a little confused. I'm like, what? What's going on? Yeah. Like, what's why are you rattled? And he, his, where he did not say anything to the point, but I realize now he was rattled because he knows that there's going to be someone on the other side of that gun. And most likely that person is African American and he wants to know why the cop is escalating to that size of a gun that quickly without any interaction. Mm. And like, what what is causing that cop to go into there with a gun of that size? Like, why do you need to? Why why are sure. we starting like this? Why are we entering the situation at a twenty? And like, and his fear is there's an African American on the other side of it, and that that African American is not going to walk away. And like, in some ways, so that that's how what he's thinking. Where I'm thinking, there's a sweet story being told right mm. now. And so, like, that thought process shouldn't be that different. It should not be the, that polar opposite. And I, I feel like in some ways we should be thinking all very similar. Yeah. Like, I, like I, I can tell you from if, if that was me seeing that, that situation, I kind of, I'd be somewhere in between both of those. It's like. My my initial thought would be like, holy shit, that's that is a M4. Why does he have that? Yeah. Uh, what the fuck is going on there that he would do that? It, but it, it in in saying that, it's not in my head. It doesn't go straight to like, oh man, it it could be a black guy on the other than that. I just want like in my head, I'm like, what is the cause of that? Now afterwards, if I find out later, like there was no reason for that, then that's when I get upset. That that's that's when I when I when I lean more towards your friend's side where it's just like what the fuck man like what what was the point of that, uh, but I think that that's that's kind of the thing that I'm I'm if if there's any message or whatever that I I, I want specifically black people to to kind of get you going into an interaction with anyone who has that amount of power. Over you, this is not just black people, I guess, either. This is anyone. It's just this is just a, a wise thing to do. You you have to, and this sounds bad, and I, I get why this is hard, but you have to give these people the benefit of the doubt. You have to. Because the moment you don't, that also escalates the situation. Like I and I that is so hard to do. I'm not saying that it's something that like Oh, you should just be doing this, dummy. Like it's it's more of just like it's something that you may have to learn over years and time and whatnot. But like, I just 
in the few interactions I've had like that, it that mindset has saved me from way worse situations so many times, so many times, whether it has to do with the police, whether like even even in, in, in the case of the the we were talking about earlier of like where I had the taillight that was out and the cop pulls me over. I I wonder how much differently that situation would have gone if I was just like, oh, shit, like he's going to pull out a gun like it, you, when you're when you're nervous like i don't know if you've ever been around like a uh a dog that like a like a, a a dog that's not used to being around humans or humans and the dog's nervous and you're nervous and then the dog does something stupid like bite you or something of that nature whereas if the dog's nervous and it can tell that you're not nervous like it it kind of becomes you go, oh well, what, what am, why am i upset now like th- that is the mindset that like I take into those interactions, and I I think it's a good one. I, I <sighs> people can take advantage of it, like 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 anything when you when you give anybody the benefit of the doubt. It's it's possible that people can take advantage of that. Um, I've seen enough videos of of cops planting fucking evidence and shit like that. So like it, you it can happen. Um, and I what what I would say is in those situations. That's the stuff, and like this situation with George Floyd, that's the stuff that I want to see police departments, governments come down hard. If you if you do something like that when you're in a position of like a police officer, there shouldn't be a question of like, oh, what is the what is the uh uh penalty or anything? No, you if you kill someone, you're done. You're locked up for life. If you if you unjustly kill someone, you're done. We like the, you can have a trial, have a trial, but once the trial is concluded, if you're concluded guilty of that crime, there's no suspension. There's no like un, unpaid leave or anything like that. You, your badge is gone. Your gun is gone. You can't buy guns later on in the future. Like for yourself, like you have proven that you, you are not trustworthy for that. Like all of these things go away. And that's that's the kind of like justice I want to see. I just want to make sure that when we're doing or executing that justice, that it's it's done to the right people. I don't I don't I, I want to alleviate as, as I want there to be as few collateral damage as possible. If that makes any sense. But it does. It um, one of the things that would require to do that is we'd have to get rid of the police union. You think so? Yeah. I mean, the police unions, why? Uh, yeah, that's true. What's yeah, his yeah. name? Didn't get arrested immediately. Yeah. Uh, I don't even want to say his name. He doesn't deserve a name. I don't remember his name, to be honest with you. So Chavez, I don't. <laughs> it doesn't matter. I mean, all four of them got charged. Now, yeah. Now, yeah, yeah, yeah. I forget. I don't know. Those um, other guys' names. Yeah, but like, and all of them weren't charged for the longest time because of the police union, and they're still. I believe the union's still fighting for them. Like the union might be cutting their losses, but hmm. um, like I think the police union needs to be disbanded. I think that will. Um, yeah, like, as like, as an off example, uh, I want to tell a story here. Okay. The dog's going to be the police officer. All right, cool. <laughs> My brother's going to be any black person. Okay. Got it. All right. <laughs> uh, we're walking home from the grocery store and I'm like, I don't know, eight, nine. My brother's nine or 10. Yeah. And, uh, my brother's just like, I really need to use the restroom. Can I go off ahead? home we're like we're walking down our street 
and we lived on a dirt road that was a dead end. So no, there was never any car traffic because mm-hmm. everything. And my uh, mom's like, yeah, and gives him the keys. So he starts running. And uh, as he's running by a Doberman Pinscher that was hanging out in the yard of one of our neighbors or in the neighborhood yard of his yard, sees my brother running and immediately bolts after him and tackles him to the ground. Now, in the X seconds or whatever, my mom was really short. She covered that crowd so fast and she knocked that dog off my brother and everything. And the dog had bit my brother and everything. My brother was running to go to the bathroom. Yep. Like they just needed to go pee. And this dog saw somebody running and decided, oh, I need to take him down. Like that, the fact that that dog was trained to do that is a problem. Like, and that, that's the big, that's, I feel like one of the biggest things of, the police force is like they see a black man living and they immediately it, it feels like that's what happens mm. is they chase him down now my brothers ran by multiple dogs i've ran by dogs as child as a child and growing up and things like that and those dogs haven't ever chased us down but i will always remember that dog chasing my brother down so the the issues you're going to have is Everyone's going to remember George Floyd. Everyone's going to remember the the girl that died three weeks before that and the gentleman that died two weeks before that and X weeks before that and so on and so forth. We're going to remember those. And, like, sure, it is not every cop, but the the fact that these cops can do that and then it's so hard to discipline them and train them and get them changed... And like all four of those cops should have been fired immediately or there, uh, there needs to be some sort of written like, and maybe not docking pay. Cause that might be too, yeah, maybe it, that's probably way too complicated, <laughs> way too complicated, but there needs to be an acceleration in there. I, I do think cops need to have a tally. Like if that cop had so many more aggressive interactions, he Probably shouldn't have been. He shouldn't have been. Anymore. Yeah, I, be yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, and not like Disney attendance point system. I mean, <laughs> like you don't get these points back after you lose it. Like you get a point, well, you got X more, and like, yeah, it it does suck because sometimes force is needed. Yeah, like I worked in the movie theater at one point, and there was a person that was on several drugs in our movie theater nice. making a scene being just nice. dis- being very making a disturbance and um he uh hit him and his friends had to be removed security guard came over and they threatened the security guard security guards aren't cops so they called the cops yeah and i was a supervisor of the movie theater at the time and and we lead them in there and the cop walks up to the uh guys uh to the group that was making the disturbance and the guy's like nah i'm watching my movie the movie was uh, the hills have eyes nice and he's like nah i'm watching my movie i'm staying here and the cop's like no you're coming with me please get up and come with me he's like nah and the cop's like i said get up and puts his hand on his shoulder the guy then swings at the cop 
which the cop then throws the guy across the seats. <laughs> this guy was huge. Yeah, probably not a, a, a guy you want to swing on. <laughs> Just throws the guy across the streets, sheet, uh, the seats, seats. Yeah. and like they they grapple the guy to the ground and pick him up and start dragging him out of the movie theater and they they grab his friends and they start dragging him out and I ran to the door and opened the door for him so they can get him through uh, as they're walking down the movie theater, theater aisle towards the door the guy that's resisting uh, slams his body into the cop which the cop then responds by slamming the guy's head into the door frame of the door I'm holding Holy shit. Is that excessive? Yes. This guy's swinging at the police officer, though. So is this too, is that too much at that point? Uh, they get the cop outside the movie theater. Uh, this movie theater was in a mall and on the second story of the mall. So they have them all sitting out. It's late at night, so the mall's closed. So they're sitting down on the ground. All of them uh, have handcuffs on. And the two or three cops are there. And um, the guy stands up, headbutts one of the cops in the stomach, uh, putting that cop to the ground, uh, body checks the other cop, putting that cop to the ground, and then starts running. Third cop shows up out of nowhere. Like, I don't know, like, it literally just appears. I think materializes. But he just appears out of nowhere, tackles this guy, and, like, like ninja throws him into the wall. Like, I don't actually know what happens. This guy, like, slams into the wall. So this guy has been thrown across movie theater chairs, slammed into a door frame, slammed into a wall, and he's still kicking. Yeah. Like, whatever beds, whatever he's on Jesus. is good shit. Yeah. Um, they end up getting him downstairs. He kicked the cop away and starts running again, and two different cops had to tase him to put him down. Uh <laughs> Out of the entire story, in some ways, I still feel like the cops' actions were necessary. He was swinging at the cops, and he was big enough and strong enough to injure these cops and start trying to get away from these cops. Like, yeah. So, so probably the force was a little excessive, but so if we put a point system, every single one of these cops would have just got docked. Because they aggressively assaulted this person. They mm. threw him against a wall, threw him over chairs, and tased him. Um, but where there's stories like that, I feel like there's so many more stories of this guy was just living his life, and now he's shot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, like, yes, uh, you're. I understand your, your thought of not wanting uh, there to be, like, Splash damage. Yeah. But I think I think the splash damage is fine. And worst case scenario, what, that guy gets away? Handcuffed? Like, what's he going to do? Run around handcuffed? I guess like, the splash damage would also be for on the cop's end. Like, for instance, in your story of the, the dog and your brother, if the cop, let's assume that the person who's running is not... It, in, a, in, a, in a good story, in, in, in your story, in your example... The guy is not committing a crime. He's not doing anything. He's just trying to go go somewhere. He's just running. The cop just lets him run. It's fine. But what happens if that guy was doing something? Like, the cop still just let him go. So, like, I'm not saying that... 
I, I do think that any time a cop would see someone just running, like sprinting, especially if they're not like wearing like athletic clothes or anything like that, that's going to draw attention. I'm not saying that. I, I don't know. I don't know. That's that's a tough one because on one hand, uh, it's like it would draw my attention regardless. I, I haven't told you the story. Oh, my God. That reminds me. There was a helicopter at our place of work one night. Uh, did I tell you about this? Maybe. No. There was a, an escaped prisoner. <laughs> yeah. Where did you work? Uh, the place where we work. There's a helicopter there. Oh, yeah. It was great. Uh, it was myself and another ex-associate ex outside, and we were just talking like pretty late at night. And uh, I see a guy come like just walking. No shoes. That was the first thing that kind of tipped me off. Like, what? He has no shoes. And I could hear chains. And I was like, oh, maybe it's just some, like, dude who, like, still believes in the, the wallet chain or whatever. But he just kind of walked. He looked at us, but didn't really say much. And he proceeded to walk back uh, in, like, towards the back of that location. Um, and I, I stopped for a second. I was like, that was strange. And, uh, like, seconds later, I could hear like helicopter and I could see the spotlight coming and I was like hey let's get out of here like so like immediately like me I was like hey we gotta go and, uh, uh, and then he ended up calling the cops before I got a chance to and I, I think they found him um, but I don't know why that reminded me of that story but whatever I it, it's that's a tough situation because I don't know if like what what is a cop to do in that situation are they just to like allow that person to go on about their way or you know what? Actually, there there is a there is a I in in thinking about that, I think there is a passive way to figure that out. You just follow them and figure out what they're doing. Like if if it ends up just being like, oh, this person just went somewhere. Like who cares? Who gives a shit? But then if you can see that there's some actual altercation going on, then yeah, intervene. Um, so yeah, that, I mean that. I guess that's literally what I was saying before. Where if we're giving the police the benefit of the doubt, they also should give us the benefit of the yeah. too so yeah you're right yeah it it does take some trust um like well right now there is no benefit of doubt like on either side i don't think yeah. a yeah. few weeks months oh, a long time ago <laughs> a few months ago um uh guy was around our work and he was drinking on our premises I remember this. And I was there for this, he, I think. Yes. Yeah. He had a machete. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and we asked him to, to please leave with his alcohol and his machete, and he left. And uh, several people asked, why didn't you call the cops? Why did you interact with him? He had a weapon. So, like, why didn't you call the cops? And my thought process is, he's an armed black man <laughs> that's been drinking this will this will not end well. I don't well. think this would end well. <laughs> this living so like, and so there there is the thought process of what if he's going to go and harm somebody else with that machete? Sure. Like yeah. if he's dumb enough to be walking down the street drinking, day drinking, and carrying a machete, who's saying he's not going to use that machete on That's somebody? That's true. My other defense to this though is walking around a machete isn't a crime. And we allow people to carry firearms, carry firearms <laughs> to a courthouse 
where the governor is after that person's been given death threats, and we still didn't arrest the people with the weapons. <laughs> so, like, <laughs> like, technically that guy did nothing illegal because, yep. like... I, if, for whatever further much this means, I, I think that is the right response to that. It's it's not to just immediately call the cops. Um, I've dealt with a number of drunken people. Um, I I well, it's annoying, but I don't think it's 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 police necessary, yeah. and at least initially, like it can escalate to that. But I yeah. it almost if they really start does. yelling and cursing and showing any sort of aggression. Yes, call the cops. Sure, yeah, but like. Very, there's very few interactions that just lead to a guy that just starts stabbing. <laughs> and I, he started stabbing. Me. Yeah, <laughs> that that was something that I was thinking about. Uh, with that, what this is this has happened too often. There's too many drunk people around there. Because now I'm remembering the one situation with the guy. I don't even remember the footage from the guy that was just sitting down stealing someone's drink, drinking their drink. Oh yeah, <laughs> I was like, ah, does this guy have like some kind of shit on him? Like, I don't, yeah, but I don't know. I feel like that turned out okay, you know, like, yeah, and that that involved police. They didn't use excessive force. Like, they, I think the, the, that was one of those situations where things kind of turned out okay. That guy was not black. Uh, he wasn't white either, but yeah, I don't know. Just, I want to try to be optimistic about things. <laughs> Brian, that's that's what I'm trying to do here. I don't I don't know if that's the right play, but it's it's what I would like to do. I think I I think we need to be done with optimism. I think we need to realize that we have to change, and we need to tell our senators and our representatives and our governors and our uh, city councilmen that we want statutes in place to protect us from the people who are supposed to protect us. And we need to change it. It needs, I feel like it needs to be across the board in every state, which means everyone has to start working together, which means we have to have someone in unity, which means we have to have somebody there to make everyone be, do everything together. And, um, and by make, I mean persuade. Like mm. That's the biggest thing is, like i i feel like a lot of the issues going on and the reason some of the reasons why police think they can do what they do now and like is like that that cop literally murdered someone in broad daylight being videotaped yeah with the full thought process that he was going to get off the look on his face he's like yeah i saw that it's a bad look yeah it's it's like bad one this is gonna do anything. My union rep's gonna literally get me off in seconds. Like the that there there is so much happening in society that's wrong for that cop to even have that look while that's happening. Like that look alone while that video is happening is showing you there's something wrong with society right now and we need to fix it and we need to overhaul everything. And I like Yes, there's a lot of people saying, hey, you want to change things, vote. And I agree to that in some extent. And I do actually think everyone should vote in the smaller elections and vote in, and make sure. I Also, they should vote in the big election also. Um, I 
like I I think I think we need to change. I think what we'll change into isn't great, but it is change. Like we just we just need change. Yes, we're changing from poop to crap. Yeah, <laughs> still change. We can then complain about crap instead of complaining about poop. Like, like it, it, it sucks. But I think if we start the changes, that we'll we'll start progressing. Maybe we'll put ourselves in a position. To where when we get the idealists that want unified and want everyone to be equal, we we need to put ourselves in a position to where those guys can get elected. And currently they're not. Like, yeah. like I think this twenty twenty election might have set us pretty far back from that. Yes. I know a lot of people like to point to 2016, but I think a lot of things happened in this 2020 election that kind of, if I were someone that wanted to run for that position, I would see what happened this year and kind of go, just, just go, why? <laughs> like, which is sad. Like, I, so I had a lot of thought processes and, and I agreed a lot of the thought processes of. Uh, Bernie Sanders in 2016. Mm -hmm. I did not vote for Bernie Sanders. I voted for Hillary Clinton in 2016 because I did not believe Bernie Sanders' platform would be accepted and not and would be able to move forward in 2016. So I was like, okay, Hillary Clinton can put us on a a path where hopefully she won't break anything. Like that was my thought. It's yeah. like. Hopefully she won't break it. Either. Yeah, that's, that's, and, and maybe put us and continue. Like I felt like we were put on a very good path of of progress of moving up, and hopefully she would just keep us on that path of mm. moving up. Like hopefully she wanted to just do something crazy and derail us. But and and there was a large chance that we would just stay on that path. And like sure, she wanted to accelerate that path. She wanted to push us yeah. up and. Like it, so there wouldn't have been much forward movement, but there wouldn't have been any backwards movement. Um, I didn't view Trump as a real politician. He's not. <laughs> He's because <laughs> I guess I just assumed that everyone wanted a politician to run our country i so and that was my bad for being wrong yeah well i <laughs> the thing is about that whole situation is like it, it doubles back to what i was saying before about like people not recognizing other people's opinions that are different than theirs like what happened and what's still happening now which is why i get a little frustrated with it is in 2016, there were a whole bunch of people who were pissed off and felt like they didn't, they weren't being, they weren't given, they weren't being treated fairly. Um, now, whether or not these people were treated fairly or not is up for debate, but they felt that way. But those people couldn't voice that opinion because they would lose their jobs. They would, people would call them racist. People would call them like, all kinds of stuff and they would get labeled. So what did they do? They didn't say shit. 
What they did do was they voted for the guy in the party that they wanted, and that happened to be Trump. But no one knew about it. All the polls said that he was going to lose, and no one knew about it because every, like, you stifled the opposition's voice. Now, had those people been able to voice their opinions and maybe the Democratic Party would have heard them and said, oh, you know what? There is some validity to what you're saying, and we'll try to fix that. You probably would have had Hillary in office. But because everyone was like, if you say some shit that we don't like, deplatform you, cancel you. Like, and that shit still happens. And that, that's the thing that I, w- I really, really want to change. And, and it doesn't seem like it's working that way. It seems like it's going, like it, it's become the norm to just expect that. If, if you say something that's uh, off, off the list of, of what the majority of, uh, I hate using left and right, but we're just simple speaking sake. But if you say something that's off left, People are ready to crucify you, and it sucks. Like, you could disagree with it. I, I disagree with it a lot of times. But you need to be able to have a conversation with these people because otherwise you're going to get a blindsided fucking thing again. It's the exact same thing that happened in 2016. Like, no one saw that shit coming until it happened, and they were like, oh, oh, no, fuck. Like, uh, apparently a bunch of polls right now are saying that Biden has the biggest lead that any president has ever, or any like anyone has ever had. In, in polling at this point in time and in some ways i want to think that's true i do too like i i would love to think that's true i don't want him to be president but i no. want change so he's our only option and which is so, why this system sucks yeah it's trash man it, it's really bad um however my other thought process is i mean maybe people maybe the reason why uh they voted for trump is because Trump did a ton of legal or was a very shady character. Biden also looks like a very shady character. Maybe they'll go back to the maybe like maybe I like this guy. Maybe, that's maybe Biden's the right call because he's shady. I just and, think good. Go in some ways, I don't actually think he's that shady. I think there's there is a lot of press against him right now, and um, I the 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 negative press against him that, that is going on there's a lot of holes in it and it seems very weird so it feels like you're common politicians making shit up to the yeah. the the founder but the where because of our two party system where no matter what they can literally say Biden killed killed MLK and people are gonna believe that yeah because that they just want to believe the other side is a bad guy and the same with with the other side if and i feel like in some ways trump embraced that trump knew that was what was going to happen and he embraced that and he's like i'm just going to say the most whack the shit anyways shit. because i'm just going to say that the other side is trying to get me get me down because they are so i could say it do whatever i want and and like I hate to say it, but in some ways, I don't think this is an act. I think Trump might be a genius. And like, like, I so think there's two things. Yeah. Trump's either the biggest idiot in the world or he is the biggest genius in the world. <laughs> like there is no, there is no in between. He is either the dumbest <laughs> idiot that has ever existed. Yep. Oh, sorry. I don't or, know if that was just fine. Or he is an absolute mastermind. <laughs> And I'm fearful if he's a mastermind. Like, yeah. Because that means 
That means we're entering bad territory. Yeah. We're entering Hitler territory at that point. Like, Hitler convinced an entire nation to commit genocide. Like, what, like... I, I think the only difference is... Our, I guess the one good thing, the one credence to our two-party system is there will always be a party in opposition to that. It will be... It, it, I, I don't. I, I think it's damn near impossible, which is why I think they should get rid of it. I think it's impossible for uh, a Republican or Democrat to try to like appease enough people from the other side because of just those titles. Like, you get rid of those titles, I think things would change drastically, man. Like, I, 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 I may. This could just be me being uneducated. There may be a bigger reason for them, um, but. For the life of me, I can't think of why they still exist. It just seems like a very arbitrary thing. Like, are you familiar with Andrew Yang? The guy that was, yeah. yeah. Like th- that that guy had my vote the entire time, and this two party system failed him drastically. Whereas I think if if it if that if it didn't exist, he'd he'd be one of our candidates, like for sure, like hands down. It'd be it'd be either him or, or um Bernie, like one of the two. Yeah. So, I, it's, I, I don't know. I, I just. You think if Bernie tried to run on it, because he's, Bernie's independent. You yeah. think if Bernie tried to run on the Republican ticket, they would have looked at him? Like, bad enough. Do you think they would have even bad an eye at him, or do you think they would have just, like, scoffed him when they got zero votes? Like, instead of him going for the Democratic, and him actually went for the Republican ticket, do you think he, there would have been any conceivable way? I think I think it would have been possible, um, but there are a lot of things that he would have had to um, forgo. Yeah, I don't think he would have been able to be so vocal about a lot of his policies. Oh. Um, I think he could have. I think it, it could have worked. Same thing with Andrew. I think Yang could have. Yeah, I think I think he, he could have. He could have ran on the other party as well. But I don't know. Do you, do you think um, I I actually feel I, I actually like Yang a lot. Um, I actually feel what the happening with the Democrats happened with the Republicans in 2016, and then somehow Trump made it work. But like I don't think any. I think Trump was trying to become was went for presidency to make a point. Yes, I think that was yeah. his biggest thing. Yeah. I don't think he actually wanted the nope. And um, so he he ran on the Republican ticket, and um, Rubio and there was one other guy was his biggest. Yeah. It's like like basically Trump was the wild card because people wanted to see oh we we tried to put real politicians against the Democrats and we lost let's put this wild card in yep. and that's why he was getting so many votes. And then like halfway through the voting, one of the guys. Like basically, there were there were two good like candidates. Republican side, Rubio. I know I'm calling Rubio good, even though I don't <laughs> think he would have been good, but uh, justifiable putting keeping us on the path. Right. Um, and then one one other guy, and they were eating up all these votes. And then all the people who just wanted a crazy left wing, like you're Mickey Mouse. You're yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Those guys were all going for Trump. And so Trump was still getting votes, and but Trump was still behind both of them. 
But because those two were just eating all the normalization of votes up and splitting the numbers, and there was like one other person that was a little bit behind vote getting all those, one of the dudes just backed out. Yeah. And he backed out like halfway through. And at that point, like all those people like didn't want the other guy that yeah. was normal in. So they just, just went to Trump because Trump, Trump's like, oh, he's the next number. So let's just go to him. And Trump ended up winning it. And I think it surprised him and it surprised everyone. Um, and Rubio also didn't try to fight the fight anymore. Like when when he saw that it was him and Trump yeah, he and he was, was a like, little bit behind, he's like, all right, now we'll just put him up. And because he wanted to keep the party unified. Yep. And he made that sacrifice to make sure the party was unified. Even though I think he there's a chance he could have beat Trump. He he made the sacrifice to keep the party unified because they would have been fighting each other and ripping each other apart. And by the time they got to the to the primaries, no one was gonna like I kinda feel that happened with the Democratic yeah. Party. Yeah. That's exactly yeah. what happened with the Democratic yeah. Party. That like so many people didn't vote for Hillary because of what happened with Bernie. And because of that, Hillary lost. And like you already had the people that weren't going to vote for Hillary no matter what because yeah. of the emails, um, yeah. which whatever. Like yeah. that's sure. Like a lot of people are going to say that's a big deal, and yes, I understand it is a big deal. However, <laughs> your options. Look where we're at. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is on you, Evo people. <laughs> oh no, um, I. Like, be like you see all these bumper stickers and things like that. That's like any functional adult for 2020 and things like that. And that's where we've been since 2016. Is literally we're just not putting a functional adult up for office. Like, I think Biden would have been great running in 2016. I think. Yeah. I think the negativity towards Biden, either. If it was real, would not have shown up, and no one would have known about yeah. it still, or no one would have had the ability to fabricate it against him if it's fabricated, because he would have been running on that high of being a vice president, getting all this yep. stuff done. There wouldn't have been enough fabrication to break to him break that, yeah. But he had personal issues come up, and he couldn't run, and that makes sense. Like his, uh, I think his son died or yeah. something. And the completely understandable. Now, now he's not. No one's remembering what happened four years ago. No one remembers his vice presidency, and they're only thinking about the bad stuff that happened, and they're not thinking about all the good that had happened. And and because of that, they're able to fabricate stuff, or find the dirt and bring out the stuff that is bad. Like if he did do those things that people are accusing of, no, I don't think he should be presidency. However. Our president did do those things, admitted to doing those things, and is still president right now. <laughs> so, like, uh, they're both not good people. He's he's been buried. Like, like Biden was buried. He was perfect in 2016. Yeah. He's been buried now. He's not good now. Um, I actually think Sanders would have been good now. Um, like, I think he could have one now however going based off trump winning last uh in 2016 i guess he would have won in 2016 too and i just didn't know that's (laughs) true i was just uh, i was wrong i was hedging for bets and in some ways maybe that that was i was falling in the two-party system motif also of i want 
a Democratic to win, a Democrat to win. So I'm going to vote for Hillary as our best chance to win because I think Hillary would have been better than any of the Republican side, which I still believe Hillary would have been better than the entire Republican side. But like, I don't think she was going to be a great president. Like I like the Republican side didn't bring anyone like that year. Like, and that shows because Trump won. Hmm. <laughs> I, I've, I've often thought about this. If we're going to keep the two party system, I would. Somebody told me this isn't a bad idea because nothing would get done, but I don't think that's true because I think some things, especially the important things have to get done. So they have to come to a consistent uh, consensus about stuff. I say we just elect a president from both parties. There's a, a democratic president and a Republican president, and the two of them make those decisions. I think that would solve so many problems. Uh, you wouldn't have to worry about the competition between those two very obviously different ideas. Um, instead, you could find the best of both of those ideas, and then the best of both of those ideas are forced to work together to, to make things good for both sides. It just seems to work to me. Like in, in, I think one of... I don't think the parties should actually exist, and I also don't think... That would be ideal. I don't think... There should be, and there's no way to do this, but I don't think uh, funding for a president should be advertised. So, like, if the National Rifle Organization, the NRA, uh, donates $2 million sure. to a politician, to a president, to a senator, whatever, mm -hmm. they the senator, the politician does not know it is... From them, and at the same time, if then if the NRA says, "Hey, I just donated two million dollars to your thing," they get fined. Infinite, yeah, a hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't, like, and um, which can start paying for our roads because you know that still happened. And yeah, like, oh, well, I'm going to donate two million and take the two million fine, and um. And we can pay that to help. This is actually idea sounds great. Yeah, it actually about. sounds really good. Yeah. <laughs> um, We're solving it. Uh, We're fixing but, the problem. But so that way you don't have these politicians. Like there's like. I, I don't know exactly how lobbying works and the lobbyists and between senators and houses and things like that. But mm -hmm. I do know there is a lot of corporations that pay for politicians to be where they are so they can right. enact rules that, that favor the corporations. And I feel like if like, I still think the corporations should donate to get these politicians where they need to go, right. but they has to be anonymously. So the, so the corp, so the corporations are no longer trying to force you to see their views or like they're no longer buying you off to see their yeah. views. They're buying you because they think your views they believe, will, yeah. will yeah. get you where you need to be. Yeah. And that way, these politicians who know how to talk the talk can talk the talk uh, about like the NRA and things like that and get them to donate to them and then actually not have to worry about, well, I know that they donated $4 million to me, so I have to make sure... I'd put policies in place and make them happy. I wonder if that's if there's a true way to keep that anonymous though. There's not. 
Yeah. Not with today's technology. And that's the biggest problem. But I feel like that would solve a that would help a lot of issues. I don't think it would solve it, but it would help a lot of issues because I, I think, I, I feel our two-party systems are basically being bought, bought off by X corporations that have opposing views. And that's why it's us versus them, them type thing. And yeah, the two-party system needs to go, but at the same time, then you'll have corporations just buying people off. That's so true. you'd have to find some way of which is probably happening now also. You oh, have yeah. to find some way of keeping the corporations out of politics. And um, I, I am curious why we don't look at uh, Canada and how Canada does it or like how their electoral system works or how – I actually don't think we want to look at the European nation right now. I think they – It's not good. <laughs> I, I don't know the full story, but I think – they all had this radical idea that would never actually work, but you like talk about supporting it because like that means you're 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 good for change and you want yeah. change and people talk about like, yo, he thinks Brexit's a good idea, that should be changed. And, <laughs> and then like they all forgot to get together to find out who was actually voting for yeah. was it that they voted for it all. Like, oh shit. Oh, <laughs> oh shoot me yeah. with that. Uh, <laughs> Guys, this isn't actually plausible. Like, can we go back and fix that? Like, no. Like, oh shit. Like, (laughs) like, guys, guys, no, seriously, this doesn't. (laughs) Why you voted for it? Yeah. Shit. Um, I think I think we should probably cut it here. Mm -hmm. We have been going for like three hours. Oh, sweet. Yeah. (laughs) It's like, oh, oh, okay. All right. No, this is good. Uh, thank you. It yeah, thank fun. you. It was good talking to you. Yeah, absolutely. I hope I didn't say anything offensive. I don't <laughs> think you did. I feel like I probably did, but that's okay. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> um, these these topics are hard. Yeah, like it, it is hard. I do think people need to talk about it. I where like yes, I support where that woman got fired for saying her for using racism as a weapon. At the same time, I do understand the thought process of people losing their jobs for expressing their views it sucks, and that that shouldn't happen. I say this after I've already said this woman should yeah, be fired yeah, yeah. For weaponizing racism. I have something but, I want to talk to you about that off air because okay. that's interesting. Um, but yeah, yeah, it's a it's a weird weird time to have an opinion. Um, it sounds like the somehow beginning of a comedy stand-up special title or something yeah. but uh, oh, i yeah <laughs> i i had several other actually comments about comedy oh and, and stuff however it moves from racism to like uh sexism and then like um like homosexual jokes and like mm. sexuality jokes right and uh the the mental capacity, especially for the sexuality jokes, of how them being funny, sure is haha funny, but at the same time you you have all these people that are afraid to to be who they are, and the the these jokes harden their fear, and so like it's getting better now, but in two thousand to two thousand fifteen or two thousand ten ish, it yeah. was really bad. Um, and I think, I think the sexuality bigotry 
ties in a lot to racial bigotry also. And like they're they're very similar concepts. But at the same time, they're so vastly different. They're different. Yeah, they're different and and similar in some ways. Yeah, like emotionally, they're they're very similar of how they can affect people, but how they are attacked is different because racial is you can see. Yeah, like almost always see like like. Sometimes there are his, there are Hispanics that look white and they don't. That's true. Yep. They yeah. They don't. Yeah. Yep. Hey, with the the racialness as much, but like that's one of the things Stephen talked about. But was racial like Hispanic well, like racially. him because like it's possible to see him and not, uh, and it's possible to see him and think that he's white. Like that's 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 a possible thing. Yeah. Um, and um, sometimes that's not the case, or sometimes people make that 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 decision and it's for his betterment and sometimes it's not like it's just it's just yeah like 18 to 24 ish i was out in the sun a lot mostly hispanic people thought i was hispanic <laughs> and then they would get mad at me because i want to talk to them in spanish and i'm like i i can't I'm like i literally i i can't i'm sorry please <laughs> Like uh, more than five times. Yeah, <laughs> that's interesting. <laughs> yes. Um, but yeah, thank you, man. Uh, if you want to do this again, there's always room to do that. Um, I maybe we can talk about happy subjects. That's dude. Uh, maybe not right now. If we go yeah, there to get yeah. closer, we should still be talking. Yeah, about yeah, this, this yeah. still needs to be I, talked about. Right? Sunday, Sunday, I get to talk uh, to this um, woman about like the vegan diet. I am looking so much forward to that <laughs> after these last two days, man. I cannot wait. Um, but then it's right back into this. So I, I, yeah, yeah. I the, the, Steven's been yelling at me about that too because it's like, yeah, man, you stream and we talk about we talk about video games and all this good stuff. And then he gets here and it's just like, all right. So what are your thoughts on like this policy and this? And I'm just like, I'm sorry, but <laughs> we just literally keep. He keeps end up being on the one where it's it's not that, but we. We kind of went from racial to political, but I, I and then yeah, so that's there's lots of things to talk about, and I think there's a lot of interesting subjects that need to be vocalized, and I think yeah. people should be talking more. And like, I want to agree with people, but at the same time, I would love for people to maybe think that if they know where we're thinking from, they can start moving that way. It is good to hear that that you're not mentally as hurt by the the racial actions of police yeah. officers as much as some some people, some people yeah. are. Because I do know some people are yeah. very emotionally hurt by these, and and that's where that's why in the past few weeks I've been getting woke is not how I want no, to say no. that. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> good night. Yeah. yeah. I'm not actually not going to finish that thought. Getting woke is what it's, we're going to end it's, it's it's good. That's a good point to end on. It's great. Um, I'll I I I don't know. I I've been making these for like Jesus. You're episode twenty seven, I think now. Um, but yeah, I just got them up on Spotify. So if you have Spotify, check it out. Same title, just about anything. Um, yeah, I don't really have anything. I guess I have a Twitch channel you can watch. I like I I hate promoting my Twitch channel on here because. 
I, I, there was one guy that came in there. He's like, "Hey, I watched the podcast," and he came in there, and it was just me playing like fucking Valorant and like Arena or some shit. And I'm just like, "Yeah, it's different. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you." But yeah, that these things exist. Um, I don't, do you do you have anything you want to shout out or anything like that? Okay. I've seen his Twitch when he's playing Arena. He gets mad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not not as often now because oh, okay. things are a little bit more tame, and I'm just playing a better deck, I guess. But oh, okay. but thank you again. Um, do all the subscribe stuff if you like what I make and all that good stuff, and uh, I'll see you next time. Mm-hmm.